millions of people every day are reaping the health benefits of using cannabis oil, also known as CBD. This new product derived from hemp has fascinated doctors and scientists around the world for its powerful effects on the human body. If you are in need of alternative methods for health empowerment, please visit www.naturalhempoil.com. That's naturalhempoil.com. CBD is now legal in over 40 states, and our products are non-psychoactive and contain less than 0.3% THC levels. We also offer products for household pets. Naturalhempoil.com does not claim to treat cancer, PTSD, epilepsy, anxiety, insomnia, joint pain, eczema, or any chronic condition that you may have been diagnosed with. Please consult with a doctor before you take CBD. Results may vary, so give our natural CBD a try at www.naturalhempoil.com. That's naturalhempoil.com. Visit naturalhempoil.com. That's naturalhempoil.com. When it comes to stubborn belly fat, we're all searching for a miracle pill. Generally, you have to use multiple products that target belly fat differently to manage excess weight around the stomach. Some products may focus on abdominal exercises or dietary changes, while others might focus on boosting metabolism or controlling cravings. But believe it or not, I may have found a solution that removes the need for juggling through multiple weight management products. It's called Belly Trim, and it's more effective at targeting belly fat, enhancing metabolism, and promoting a toned midsection better than most weight management products I've seen typically found on store shelves. Tens of thousands of five-star reviews back up the notion that Belly Trim is not only a breakthrough in a bottle, but that it also removes the need for us to use countless diet pills and fat-burning supplements. But there's more. If you place your order for Belly Trim now, you'll also receive 51% off free VIP live health and fitness coaching for life, two free new ebooks titled Top 10 Foods That Burn Belly Fat, and Top 10 Exercises to Reduce Belly Fat, a 60-day satisfaction guarantee, and last but not least, free shipping. Simply go to www.trimwithus.com. That's www.trimwithus.com to take advantage of this limited-time deal before they sell out. Once again, that's www.trimwithus.com. Order now. Energy bills are rising at a historic rate, and there's no end in sight. Talk to enough people, and you'll soon realize nearly everyone's shocked at their recent electricity bills. Some studies reveal energy costs have skyrocketed by as high as 60% in as little as two years. That's why tens of thousands are installing this magical little device from SavePowerBills.com to help slash their energy bills. This sophisticated gadget stabilizes electrical currents, reduces dirty electricity, and helps protect your appliances and electronics. Simply plug it into your home wall outlet to help lower energy consumption and ultimately help reduce your power bills every month. Countless five-star reviews back up the notion that this device is one of the most efficient ways to save money while beating the greedy power companies. But there's more. If you order now, you'll also receive 65% off, fast shipping within the USA, hassle-free returns, and last but not least, a 60-day satisfaction guarantee. Just go to SavePowerBills.com to take advantage of this limited-time deal before they sell out. Once again, that's SavePowerBills.com. Violent crime across the U.S. has skyrocketed. Just recently, a politician was carjacked by three armed attackers outside his home in Washington, D.C. This comes several months after another politician was assaulted in the elevator of her building. Between mass shootings, kidnappings, burglaries, and carjackings, it's never been more vital to learn how to protect yourself. This is why tens of thousands are choosing the Fighter Flare Flashlight. The Fighter Flare Flashlight has awed people with a wonderful design and massive light output. On top of an ultra-bright 800-lumen light, it boasts powerful strobe lighting modes for self-defense, a glass breaking hammer, a built-in power bank, solar-powered recharging, rope cutter, siren, and much more. Countless five-star reviews back up the notion that this flashlight is the latest and greatest in the EDC market. But there's more. If you place your order for the Fighter Flare flashlight now, you'll also receive 66% off, free express shipping, and last but not least, a 100% lifetime guaranteed replacement. Simply go to www.fighterflare.com to take advantage of this limited-time deal before they sell out. 
www.fighterflare.com. Order now. Something wicked is coming this way, and only fools are ignoring the signs. So it's time you became a financial prepper like thousands of others. Gold can travel anywhere. It's international. It's its own currency. Allocate to gold now, the timeless safe haven asset. Open an IRA with noble gold investments to physically hold coins and bars and let real, tangible gold, not just paper, save your portfolio as the economy burns again. Right now, Noble Gold Investments offers a free 3-ounce silver American virtue coin with every qualified IRA. Just use the promo code code GOLD to claim your free coin and secure your family's financial future. Go to noblegoldinvestments.com now. noblegoldinvestments.com This performance may not be indicative of future results. Investing in precious metals, including gold, involves risks. Consult with your tax attorney or financial professional before making an investment decision. All right, we are live. Welcome back. We're going to go through it one more time. RPN is not responsible for the views, actions, statements, or opinions of its guests, advertisers, or even its viewers. The information contained in this program is not to be confused with medical or legal advice. An appearance on this platform is not necessarily an endorsement. But as always, we encourage you to do your own research. Enjoy the show. everyone we had a technical difficulty so i had to reboot everything and start over again you're listening to red pill 78 and as always my name is zach Payne, the corruption detector i want to thank you very much for being here with us tonight if you wouldn't mind please hit that like button help us out by sharing the show certainly would appreciate it and i'm sure my guest would as well Speaking of which, my guest tonight is Michelle. She was actually suggested by a regular viewer of this program, another fellow Michigander. So hopefully they're out there in the audience tonight. Michelle, born and raised in Michigan, U.S. Air Force veteran, and somebody who kind of went through the gauntlet politically and ideologically to end up where she is right now as an independent journalist and podcaster focusing on the Goshen Battery Plant. Obviously, it's a big deal in Michigan. And it's also something of uh, controversy because, of course, new factory, that means jobs, right? Well, it also happens to be a company that's owned by the Chinese. So, national security implications. And, of course, because it's Michigan, there are some uh, scandalous political connections taking place as well. So, Thank you very much for being here. If you want to follow Michelle, you can find her information in the description of this video. She is still on YouTube, so hopefully that lasts. All right. Without further ado, please sit back. Relax and grab your popcorn, and we're going to be right back after the very special message from the sponsor of this program, 
which is my friends at onenessdrops.com. Onenessdrops.com is a fine purveyor of chlorine dioxide water purification kits. They come in two parts. You mix parts A and B, and then you have a chemical substance, thanks to the miracle of chemistry, that will purify your water and also kill a whole bunch of pathogens. Uh, if you re- remember, I've said this on so many different occasions, but NASA wrote a paper called The Universal Antidote, and it's all about chlorine dioxide. So wherever they're sending those guys on ships, they happen to send chlorine dioxide with them everywhere because people can't get sick when they're taking this. Not medical advice, but it's something that every single one of you should definitely look into. You can use code RP78 at onenessdrops.com to get yourself your own water purification kits in a variety of sizes and a variety of formulations. But it's something that I would recommend having on hand for every camper, hiker, prepper, whatever you might be. And then also our friends at My Patriot Supply. You can go to my special website, preparewithredpill78.com. While you're there, you can save $200 off a supply of emergency food. That'd be three months. These are ready meals that have over 2,000 calories a day and 21 varieties with a 25-year shelf life. And it will be enough to feed you and your family for three months. So please definitely check that out as well. Uh, you guys know me. I want to be prepared for any possible contingent. So running out of food, running out of water, that's going to mean certain death very, very quickly. So if you will not mind, thank you very much for hanging out with us tonight. And please join me in welcoming our guest for this evening, Michigan Muckraker. Michelle, how are you? I am great. Thank you so much for having me on your show. Absolutely. I'm very excited to talk to you about this as a former Michigander. Well, I guess maybe I'm always a Michigander. I'm just no longer a Michigan resident. Okay. <laughs> but um, but yes, as I was saying, uh, we have a, a viewer base in common, at least a portion of it, because someone who watches you and is a big fan, evidently the issues that you're talking about are facing them and uh, their community directly. So they said, Zach, you've got to get Michelle on here, and, and here we are. So, Michelle, tell us a little bit about yourself and how you started uh, podcasting and getting into investigative journalism. Absolutely. Um, so, as you said before, I was born and raised here in West Michigan, and when I was six years old, I moved up north uh, on the Muskegon River. And um, when I was 19, I joined the military and left for 12 years, did some traveling, but there's no place like home. So I came back home to Michigan, and I live right down the street from where I grew up on the Muskegon River once again. Um, it's kind of like the Shire here. I haven't found anywhere like it. So it's beautiful. I, it is. It's gorgeous. The people all wave at each other still. It's just, there's. it feels like nowhere else. So I was really happy to be home, but... I've been looking into um, central planners, I guess you could say, and what they've been up to since 2012. And so I wanted to start my podcast talking about um, Michigan in particular, because Whitmer is involved with Davos and the World Economic Forum. And so I've been watching for a long time, but I'm here now and it's it's here in a big way. Obviously, it's on it's going to be within a mile of the Muskegon River. So if anything were to happen, then everybody downriver, which is a lot of people all the way to Lake Michigan, would be harmed. You know, it would be like an East Palestine type of catastrophe. So, And and um, I think it's worth mentioning that that area specifically of Michigan, I mean, it's virtually untouched. I mean, it truly is like wilderness. It's it's gorgeous. And it's a a great place to go if you want to 
just kind of get away from everything if you want a little bit of solitude. Yeah, it's absolutely. It's a recreational area. You know, people come up here to go tubing um, on Hardy Pond. There's uh, pontoon boats, even cigarette boats uh, go on to that river. So it's a very big river. It's a very big deal. Um, and again, it's really long. So there's tons of different areas where you can go down the river uh, and do different activities. So it, we want to keep it that way. We want to keep it clean and pure. And so the chemicals that are involved with this, which we don't really know much about because of all the NDAs and all the secrecy, uh, but the chemicals we do know about are worrisome. And everybody knows that lithium batteries, well, not everybody, but a lot of people know lithium batteries, they start on fire randomly. So oh, yeah. they are a fire hazard, but there's only going to be parts there. So that's what they keep saying. It's not going to be the entire battery. It's just going to be three out of the four components. And then it's going to be shipped down south to a different plant. So the biggest worry for me was the environmental issues at first. Um, But going back just a little bit, I started the podcast uh, in January to talk about Industry 4.0. And I actually stumbled upon this Goshen story, which is in my backyard. And so I dove in and I found all kinds of dirty little secrets. So, So... Michelle, just for the audience, what is Industry 4.0? What what does that mean, and, and how do you define it? Um, absolutely. So Industry 4.0 is a combination of things. It's the Internet of Things. It's 5G. It's transhumanism. It's basically it's the fourth industrial revolution. Okay. It's basically to merge man and machine is the ultimate thing with for industry. And it's automation and AI is also considered Industry 4.0. So it's basically uh, data is the new oil. And mm-hmm. so the new data tycoons are forming, and it's all based on this industry 4.0. Okay. And so well, the lithium pretty, batteries. Pretty scary stuff there, you know. The um, Okay, so when it comes to these lithium batteries, uh, you mentioned that it's only going to be uh, uh, parts of this. I, I, I understand that Ford is also building an electric battery plant. Will you guys, well, not you guys, but would the Goshen plant be supplying for anyone in particular, or would it just be for EV manufacturers in general? Um, that's a great question. They are partnered with Volkswagen, so I'm assuming... That they would be, but the the parts themselves are going to be shipped to another Goshen facility that's going to be built somewhere down south. So that is probably wrapped in secrecy, too. I have not been looking into that southern Goshen. Well, obviously, this is the one that would affect you. So obviously when uh when a, when a factory or when any type of business is built they generally have to produce environmental impact statements and considering the the location of where this plant would be built i mean i would think that would be a a, a pretty important part of it has goshen produced or uh you know actually uh, let the people know exactly what's going to happen with this plant or how it might impact the environment absolutely not which is no. one of the key issues because okay. you're going through Eagle, and Eagle is uh, environment, Great Lakes, mm-hmm. and energy. And so everything, it's centralized, basically. Everything has to go through Eagle because they're protecting the wetlands. But really, they're just funneling which businesses that they want to put into Michigan and kicking out which businesses they don't. Sure, so, sure. Um, so there is no environmental impact report that has been presented and so that is what the environmental lawyers that are on the case are working on getting that. But it's a real huge red flag for anyone that's ever worked in economic development because mm-hmm. you know that you have to clear it because this is on fi- uh, 500 acres of wetlands. This is real wetlands. 
This isn't oh, a wow. ditch that goes miles. This is real wetlands. So they're going to, they're going to decimate them and move them. And that's why it's okay. That's the, it's always been the most ridiculous uh, thing for me is like the idea of moving a wetland. Like, you know, a wetland has been created over tens of thousands of years, you know, if not more. I mean, it's there. It's natural because the circumstances are perfect for it. So if you're going to be creating a wetland someplace else, you're going to be ostensibly destroying that other natural habitat. And all of the other life forms are going to be displaced in, in, in that in that way as well. Yeah, you're absolutely right. And then this is all under the guise of, you know, for the planet. Yeah. So yeah. how are you destroying the green, but it's supposed to be for the green, which, again, lithium mining and cobalt mining are absolutely terrible for mm-hmm. Mother Earth. So, yeah. th- you know, it, if it's well, not about saving the planet, then what is it about? Absolutely. And not not to mention, like, the actual practices and the locations of where they mine that stuff. I mean, I've heard some really horrific stories about the treatment of workers and the things that happen to people, you know, trying to make quotas. And, you know, because guys, they'll, they'll pay people like, uh, in, like on a weight percentage basis or something like that. So, like, the more that they're able to mine, they get it out of there. But then there's no uh, uh, safeguards that are put in place. You know, like, the, the mines tend to be pretty rickety. And, of course, like, people aren't wearing respirators or ventilators and stuff and you're exposed to all this natural nasty stuff but i mean oftentimes it's done in uh it, like in africa and stuff you know so i mean they tend to not care as much you're absolutely right uh it's the republic of congo is mm-hmm. hit the hardest and so if you ever seen blood diamond it's basically the same thing but with cobalt yeah. and so yeah. slave slavery is back there it's absolutely terrible so you you know you're hurting mother earth in the name of saving her it doesn't make sense no, no. It, it, the the people that are behind these kinds of uh, efforts are often the most hypocritical. Um, and so and I know that obviously Governor Whitmer has had a, a huge hand in making sure that this happened. Uh, exactly how much space are, are they talking about occupying? And uh, and is it uh, and what can you tell us about the impact that that is uh, expected to take place on the land where they're going to be building this plant? Um, yeah, so 500 uh, acres and it's going to be three million square foot facility. It's pretty so, big. So huge. It's definitely going to change the region. And when they first brought it out to the public in September, the end of September of last year, that's what they were um, boasting about. It's going to change the region. But we didn't get. Nobody got a vote. Nobody got a say. And the deal was almost finalized when everybody, when the public found out. So that mm-hmm. was another big thing. When I dove into all this, I found that September 26th of last year, 2022, was when they approved the Renaissance Zone. So that gave that Goshen would not come in if they didn't have a Renaissance Zone and they didn't we didn't give them seven hundred and fifty million dollars of taxpayer Michigan taxpayer money to bribe them to buy Let's- our land from us. Let's let's define those two things: uh, Renaissance zones and then uh, the tax abatements. I, I want I want the audience to make sure that they know how that works. What is a Renaissance zone? So, Renaissance zone is you have thirty years tax free. So, mm-hmm. all the local businesses that are here, they're paying taxes. But now you have this foreign company coming in. And no matter what they say, it is Chinese owns it. And if you know anything about communism, they know they own all the means of production. Mm-hmm. So. The root of all oppression is personal property, they like to say. (laughs) 
Yeah, that's absolutely. But they get to own everything. It's okay for them to own stuff, just not you. (laughs) Yeah. Yes, they oh, love it's that. Insane. And they yeah. want to spread it to the world. And so we here in Michigan are like an entry point for mm-hmm. this, you know, um, capitalism with uh, communist characteristics is how they say it. I mean, that's basically fascism, though, you know, I mean, it's the it's the, the marriage of business and government, you know, I mean, they're working together now. Well, that's exactly what I have found is that yeah. these are all private plans. Nobody mm-hmm. gets to know about it. No one gets to vote on it. And everybody that's making these decisions were appointed. They by not by us. We didn't vote them in. So these are just they're just uh, the anointed ones that mm-hmm. get to choose for us. But they're spending our money. So it is definitely fascism because it's private plans, public money. So let's go back to the tax abatement. So, okay, so Renaissance Zone, they have no property taxes for 30 years. And then the state of Michigan is actually paying them three quarters of a billion dollars to set up shop there. How does that money get paid out? Is that over that 30 year period or is that a lump sum that they give them once the plant opens or something like that? Well, they got uh, the Recently, they just got 170 million, 175 million dollars. The Senate mm-hmm. Appropriations Committee gave them that money to say, "Hey, we want you to again to bribe them to come and buy our land," but we don't want them to buy our land. So that's where we're at. So the land itself, it, that's that's like state land. I mean, is it like state park land? Is it uh, federally protected wilderness? I mean, what's the the status of it as of right now? You know, that is a great question. Um, I'm pretty sure that it is state land, but I okay. I know it's zoned industrial. Uh, okay. But, you know, there were there were agricultural pieces of property that were sold. And that's another thing is that they were all given um, these deals and they only had a certain amount of time and, until they the deal went away. And so they were they were basically um bribed obscene amounts for their personal property the ones that did own some land sorry now that i'm thinking about it yes there are some people that did own land there and they sold it under an nda so they can't talk about it for a year Mm. but we've just heard that they were given a time limit to make so and the price will keep going down the longer you wait oh yeah yeah well and, and at a certain point i mean since they're working with the state they could probably get Michigan to just claim eminent domain and take it from them for pennies on the dollar. So I would be surprised if they were given like full fair market value for the land itself. Well, see, I think that they're getting way more because the, the government has so much money and they don't care about being frugal. So well, I think, think the government the government is buying the land, not Goshen. Well, no, Goshen is buying land, but the government is giving the money to mm. Goshen. So 175 million. Right. Okay. Okay. So, that's you know, what, so that's what that 175 million is being used for. Okay. Either way, that's crazy. Uh, that, uh, that doesn't make a lot of sense. You know, and, and I feel like anytime I've heard about these types of deals taking place, I mean, it's usually something that's brought to the people. I mean, you've got, I would think, a public interest in maintaining that land as wilderness because, I mean, that's such like a, a, a storied 
portion of the history of Michigan. You know, I mean, like, you know, the lakes and all the waterways, you're never more than seven minutes from a body of water in Michigan. You've got forest pretty much anywhere you go. You've got so much variety in terms of the landscape. You can be on like a flat plain one minute and then you're going through rolling hills and then ancient mountains uh, when you get further to the north. So, yeah, I mean, I'm just, uh, I don't know, it's, it's shocking to hear that the people had no idea what was going on. You would also think that Whitmer might want to uh, be bragging about it in the lead up to it. But obviously, I mean, the from the response that I've seen, that I've heard from you and that I've seen other reporting online, uh, it seems like the people are generally against the idea of this plant being built. I mean, is that fair to say? Absolutely. Um, there is a small group of people that are re- extremely loyal to the Goshen Project, um, but these people are close to those that are either making money off of the Goshen deal because they're selling their land Mm -hmm. or they helped um, bring Dr. Bill Pink, which we can get into to Ferris state university who is linked because he's promising to get people ready for the jobs that are supposed to be at this plant. So Mm -hmm. that's, that's how they're pushing it through is they're saying that, you know, there's 2,300 jobs, and that's the only gold, golden ticket for them. But we both know that AI is going mm-hmm. and automation is going to take over those jobs because they have all the way to 2031 to fulfill that. So by 2031, <laughs> automation is here. It'll be 60 yeah. jobs there. And it's just going to be a chemical plant that's having things shipped in and out, a bunch of different chemicals. So one of the uh, the arguments for this plant is the fact that those thousands of jobs uh, would uh, would be brought into existence. You know, I mean, I, I don't know much about the economy in that area. I mean, is it economically depressed? I mean, would this if it was a perfect world and these jobs came and uh, and they stayed, you know, would that be something that the, the people of the area would be excited about? Um, No, because the area. Uh, average salary, average wage for the year is about 45000 And it started out that the average wage for these good, high-paying jobs was like 65000 But that mm-hmm. was with an average of a few higher-paying people. So with the actual workers, majority of the jobs would be about the same, which is one, one of the reasons I think they wanted to put the plant here is because of cheap American labor. Yeah, yeah. And, and they, so- they also thought we would be you know, ignorant and just let them come in and not say anything, I think. Sure, sure. Yeah, I saw that they uh, they had claimed that the average salary would be like twenty nine sixty five. But obviously, you're going to have a couple of high level executives that are going to be there, you know, some major managers, but like the rank and file people on the floor, what are they going to make like fifteen, twenty dollars an hour or something like that, maybe? Right, exactly. Yeah. All right. So uh, let's talk about uh, Bill Pink and uh, and how he plays into all of this. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so in uh, on April 5th of 2019, so I have this um, this timeline that I made and I pulled it Do up. You, if you want to share your screen, you can if that would be okay. helpful. Yeah, yeah you don't you mind. Go, yeah, yeah. You go ahead. Okay. So you can see this timeline, hopefully. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay, I can drag it over here. All right, so this is the Project Elephant is the Goshen Project. That's what it was titled when it was signed in an NDA. So that was the secret project name. Oh, so much secrecy <laughs> around it. That's crazy. 
Oh, yeah. Yeah. And Project Elephant, it's going to be such a huge deal for the area. But again, we don't get a say. That is the Mm -hmm. key point here is that this is supposed to be, you know, America where we get a vote. But we don't in this situation. And, you know, more and more often. So April 5th of 2019, this is Dr. Bill Pink. He was appointed by Governor Whitmer to the executive committee of the Michigan Economic Development Corporation. Mm -hmm. This ended in April 5th of 2023, but um, he got reelected or, you know, reappointed rather. Mm -hmm. So he's still a part of the executive committee for the Michigan Economic Development Corporation, which in the grand scheme of things is like, is Michigan's fist. She's able to do everything she's doing through the Michigan Economic Development Corporation. Sure. Uh, and then Chuck Fellin was made the VP of Goshen under President Chen Li, the World Economic Forum, and the and son of the founder of Goshen, which is Zen Li of the CCP. So Chuck Fellin and Randy Fellin are cousins, but they didn't even know each other. <laughs> and, and Randy Thelen became president and CEO of The Right Place, which is out of Grand Rapids, Michigan. And they're supposed to be an NGO that helps the townships. Uh, they work for, they're supposed to work for the townships or the counties to help them develop the way they want to. But really, they come in and they're working for the Michigan Economic Development Corporation. So. Mm-hmm. To, um, to develop the cities into what their vision is. Exactly. Which, if you know anything about 15-minute cities, that's, yes. where, that's where they're going. This is all connected. This is all a part of that. Uh, you, it's United Nations Agenda 21 or 2030. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, March of 2021. So, all the way back in 2020, which was the beginning of the Great Reset, Chuck Thelen got placed into position to be in Goshen to bring, and he's from this area. So mm-hmm. he, he was supposed to bring it here to us. And then Randy, and so, becomes, well, and, 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 but, and, but Goshen incorporated, they're out in California, right? Um, there is a, there is a spot in California and there's one in Ohio. Okay. So they do have one that closer. Okay. Cause I, I read something about their headquarters being out there in California, but um, I, that's, that's, kind of a unique coincidence that Chuck would be from the area and then go to work for this company and then bring them back to your town. Right. Yep. He worked for um, Bosch before, I believe, Mm. Um, which is another partner of the World Economic Forum. Um, So Randy Fellin became the president, CEO of The Right Place, and they were supposed to help us, but they didn't. Dr. Bill Pink is also on the board of The Right Place, and that was back in 2020. So it seemed to me it started looking like all of these people have been are starting to be placed into these positions to bring in. And it's not just this one, obviously, it's the Marshall Ford plant, too. There was four secret projects that was started all the way back to 2020 for a lot of for uh, a couple of them that I don't know if Goshen went back to 2020. I can only bring it back to 2021. Okay. and, and because of the NDAs, it's difficult. So then um, 13 Michigan lawmakers signed an NDA with the MEDC about four development projects. One is Project Elephant. And that, like I said, I got it all the way back to 2021. Have any lawmakers in Michigan spoken publicly about why it was necessary to sign an NDA when 
putting together these projects? I mean, because again, I mean, if there's nothing to hide and if they truly are trying to make everything better for the residents of Michigan, you know, why the secrecy surrounding it? Well, they say that the companies don't, they won't come here unless there's secrecy. So that's That's your justification. You know, we want them to come here. We need the jobs. Yeah. That's, that's what they say. So then what, what ironically, or, you know, what happens is in 2022, March 29th, Dr. Bill Pink is voted in as the president of Ferris State University. And I just found out not too long ago that the person who was supposed to hire the president had to sign an NDA, which is the hmm. first time because usually you have to go through the community and you get to see the different people that could be the president of that um, college. Correct. Yeah. But it didn't happen that time, this time, this time he got put into position under an NDA. Anointed. <laughs> right. Yeah. And, yeah. and uh, so these other, uh, this, this person is part of an economic development corporation. She hasn't been as involved as I initially thought this was um, created in February. And so a lot has happened, but the gist of it is definitely uh, still there. Governor Whitmer is involved in bringing this to us. And that is why it doesn't matter that Eagle didn't get the environmental impact report. It doesn't matter that we want to vote. None of that matters because Whitmer wants it in. Um, the township boards at first, they voted in the Renaissance zone, but big rapids township, uh, started asking questions. And so then Goshen decided just to work with green charter township, which has been 100% <laughs> captured, 100% captured. They're all being recalled by the way. Uh, the Good. language was approved. So the signing of the petition should start really soon and i'm going to keep my eye out on that but nice. uh yeah yeah they're definitely all working with big government and big business and they don't care about what the people want and they ha- they didn't even do a survey uh, the township this guy right here uh green charter township um jim chapman he said that it was too expensive to do a survey but his lawyer their lawyer that they've gotten 220 dollars an hour and they can deal with the lawyer and have taxpayers pay for their lawyer, but they can't do a survey. So in a survey like a, a site survey to, like, give information about the, the building plans or something or, or oh, a survey sorry. among the residents? A survey among the residents to see if they want it. He actually claimed that 90 to 95 percent of people are for it. And that was before 90 to 95 people even knew about it. <laughs> and so he didn't put out a survey he was just talking out the side of his mouth do uh do the township uh, uh governing bodies do, do they have like public hearings or, or meetings where people could have come in and given comment um people have been going to the meetings since it was announced but i didn't start going until february and so then over time, it started out with maybe 30 to 40 people. And now it's well over 100 almost every meeting. But there's wow. pop-up meetings and people have been on it to try to get to the zoning meetings mm-hmm. on all the different township um, meetings, planning commissions, all that, just to try to make it known. And more than that, to show others that 
they're not alone in how they're thinking. You know, courage is contagious. And so we need to keep spreading awareness because people are thinking these things. They are worried about these things, but they don't have, they might not have the courage to do it until they see their neighbors standing up. So at this point, they don't seem to be listening to us, but we need, where it's David versus Goliath. So we need a lot more Davids and it's getting there. Well, you know, I mean, a hundred people showing up to a township zoning meeting. I mean, that's quite a statement. Uh, I mean, I, I've been to a number of, uh, uh, you know, local meetings of that type before in townships. It's a lot smaller than like a city, you know, I mean, uh, so to have that many people show up, I mean, that would honestly represent quite a large portion of the population, I think. Yes. And then like people went and did their own surveys since the Mm -hmm. township wouldn't do it. And well over 80% of people did not want it. So again, why can't we get a vote? Yeah. Yeah. No, definitely. All right. So uh, about a month ago, uh, the funding was officially approved. Uh, have all of the hurdles been removed for the building of this plant? I mean, is it a foregone conclusion or uh, are you guys still in a position where you could like legitimately ward it off? Well, it isn't over till it's over. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but right now, till that is... foundation gets laid. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Uh, no, but uh, there is some zoning issues still. So they, they are going to have to change some of the agricultural zoning over to industrial. And they were going to do that a couple weeks ago. Um, and we had over 100 people show up, but they ended up pulling that request uh, <laughs> and s- basically saying that they want to talk to the population and, you know, oh, good. more comfortable with it is what Goshen said. Um, but a lot of people think it's because Green Charter Township is creating a planning committee because mm-hmm. they didn't have their own, uh, like just a planning committee to themselves. So they're going to make a new master plan. And so they think that that might have something to do with it, but they can still start breaking ground July 1st. And that's what their intentions are right now uh, oh, wow, with the so land. Fast. Right. And that's the main problem, too. Again, the public found out in September of 2022, and now ground is breaking in July 1st. That's another shady thing that's being done. Absolutely. Um, Real quick, over on Rumble, DTEC says, hey, Zach, and welcome, Michelle. Uh, And then over here on the foxhole, Sean Joe, thank you very much for the cookie. Tracy said, because you're a good cookie, thank you. Puddin' Hollow, dropped a cookie. C. Blanche, dropped some gold pills. Sean Joe, dropped a cookie. Insight, Gino, good to see you, homie. Dropped some shades. Uh, D. Patriot said, RP78 is the best in the business. Much love. Thank you very much. I appreciate you. And then Sean Joe, dropped a cookie as well. All right. So, um... If this does go through, you know, what are the uh, let's talk about some of the real world dangers like I mean, you've mentioned like, you know, perhaps there could be some type of uh, an environmental catastrophe that could take place. Um, But uh, do we have like any examples of this happening in other areas? I mean, uh, does Goshen have a successful track record with building these types of factories or operating them safely? I mean, China is not like the measure of quality when it comes to uh, you know, efforts to not pollute. I, I was just watching uh, 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 some footage today of Beijing and other areas of China. Like they're doing some crazy stuff. Like they've got 
laws uh, to ward off pollution and to try to keep the environment clean, but it's so corrupt over there. They're, they're bribing people and and uh, and just choosing to not follow the rules. And rather than make the the, um, the the environment better, they're like painting barren fields green so that it appears to be as if it's healthy. And basically, you can't go outside most days because the air is so thick with particulates from factories like the one we're talking about here. Yeah, absolutely. Um, there, you know, it's not Goshen themselves, but there is another company, a Chinese company in Greenville, and that's having tons of issues. They're breaking all kinds of regulations, but nothing is getting done about it. So the thing with we'll follow the regulations, uh, if the government won't actually have any consequences, if they break the regulations, besides maybe fines that they're willing to pay, you know, uh, the the big issue, I wanted to say something really quick. I'm sorry. Um, it's okay. Eight, eight days before the Senate Appropriations Committee gave that money, uh, Goshen became a lobbyist. And I really wanted to get that out there because... Oh, wow. Yes. So, <laughs> th- basically, Goshen could bribe. They lobbied our government to get the money. It's just crazy. But the the main thing is, if a fire starts, then... It could be miles of toxic plume. The, the the wildlife here obviously would suffer, die, sure. just like in East Palestine. So a fire is one of the big issues. And then seepage into the waterways, because, again, it's within one mile of the Muskegon River. And there's plenty of different outlets that go that are right around the area that they're building in that can seep into our water so those are the two big issues with that and then like you said china um they don't care about people they just care about you know forwarding their agenda and so it's close to a couple national guard bases there that has been brought up by some of the residents you know there was military bases around here and then fair state university working with um the nsa they just started working with them this last couple months they made a deal so it's worrisome because we might be going to war with china Mm-hmm. And obviously, I don't want that. I'm I'm anti-war because it only benefits the rich and the banks. So having China, possibly the CCP, um, next to all these beautiful natural resources, I don't think that's a very good idea either. No, no, I I, I don't think that uh, I, I would find it difficult to to believe that anybody would think that it would be a, a particularly good idea. You know, you mentioned the the uh, the National Guard base. Is that Camp Grayling or is that uh, something else? Well, Camp Grayling, I believe, is just a couple hours north of okay. us. Okay. So that is close. But there is an armory that's actually in Big Rapids, a National Guard armory. So that okay. would be within a couple miles. But um, is there any like? Do they have any restrictions on how close these things can be built to military facilities? I mean. It just it I don't know it, it it defies logic. It seems like that would be something that would be so obvious that you wouldn't want, especially a CCP related company, to be that close to a military installation. Yeah, I agree. I don't know any rules 
And even if there were rules, they don't seem to be following any. Like again, the environmental impact report, every other business would have to have one before they could break ground and it would have to people would have to see it. Yeah, sixteen thousand dollars for a FOIA request to get all of the information. Sixteen thousand dollars? Sixteen thousand. Why would we why should we have to pay sixteen thousand to get the information? Wow. I'm sure everything's digital too. Like they could just send it over in a disc or something like that. That's crazy. the MEDC, Michigan Economic Development Corporation, said that with labor and searching all the files and sending them over, 16000 Just let me come in there. We'll do, we'll do it ourselves. <laughs> right? I'm down. <laughs> That's so funny. Okay. Um, so uh, what about uh, what, what about the water itself? Now, you, you, obviously, you said the, uh, the, uh, the Muskegon River, it's used for a lot of recreation. But does it feed into, like, any municipal water supplies? I mean, does drinking water come from that same watershed? You know, that's a great question. Um, they say that they have their own water that it won't affect ours that they, because they do have a huge well and they won't need anything else. But, oh, I should have the figures, but it's like 715,000 gallons a day when it's fully operational. Which is twice is, as much as the Nestle company. And that's not good either. That's 750,000 gallons a day. That's an absolutely obscene amount. Is all of, would all of that water be, would, would it be used up? Like, I mean, in, in one fell swoop, or I mean, are they taking it and then recycling it and reusing it? Like, I mean, is that 750,000 gallons of water pulled out of the system every single day? Um, well, that's pulled out of what, like I said, they, they say that their own wells that they on their property will yeah. be able to manage their operations. That's so, crazy. I mean, that water can't exist in a vacuum. I, I mean, like it's got to be connected to other sources. I mean, that just doesn't make any sense. I mean, there is a there's a large aquifer, you know, a, a number of large aquifers that uh, that are in Michigan, you know, that the land is sitting on. But I mean, I feel like it's generally accepted that they all are connected in one way or another. I uh, I just can't believe that that is so much water, so much water. So what is that necessary for? How, how are they using that much water? Well, I know a lot of it is to cool down all the systems. So for when you're making the batteries, the EV batteries, it takes a lot of water to keep everything cool. So I know that. But yeah, Lake Michigan, or sorry, Muskegon River goes all the way to Lake Michigan. Yeah, so, yeah. And that's, it's from the middle of the state. So it's miles and miles of water that could be threatened just by an accident. It doesn't have to mm-hmm. be something nefarious. It could just be an accident. And then everybody all the way down the river blighted, you know, land. The government would love that. They could just take blighted land if you want to talk about eminent domain. Yeah. Yeah. Well, talk, mention that. I mean, uh, it's uh, it's worth talking about. Uh, So if there was some sort of environmental catastrophe and the government like made it, it so that People couldn't live there anymore. Like, you know, obviously East Palestine, they're telling people to go back there. But if it was bad enough, they could just say nobody can go here. This is off limits and we're just going to take it for your good, for your own health. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, real quick, status quo news is still down in East Palestine and there's cover ups going on galore. People are still really sick. And so I think eventually people are going to beg for their property to be bought so they could get out of there. And then sure. that's when the people that want to buy it, they come in and they, oh, we'll clean it up for you. 
and send you on your way. And so all that land is cleared for whatever purposes that they want. And again, that I know that's conspiratorial, but um, United Nations Agenda 21, if you look into it, they want to corral you into cities. Mm-hmm. And so how they have to think of different ways to get you out of the country. One of them, of course, is raising prices until it's too painful. Mm-hmm. But another way is to, you know, poison the land and then take it and clean it up and do what you want with it. And now you, everybody's off of it. Yeah. Uh, move everybody into a mega city complex. So you'd be living in a giant tower. <sighs> right. You I know, just did <laughs> a video on mega regions and, okay. and that's America 2050. So, yeah. That's coming. They want the Hunger Games Society with a high-speed rail. And and sure. I just looked and saw some information about a high-speed rail coming to Michigan. So, oh, good luck. They, they've been talking about that for years. I don't know if it's ever going to happen. <laughs> That's <Yeah>. so funny. <laughs> We they actually, yeah, no, I, obviously, I mean, it's it's an excellent way to siphon money out of people's pockets. The one in California that was supposed to be built under Obama, I think that they just recently said, no, it's it'll never happen. Like, they've already spent so many hundreds of millions of dollars, and it they've done nothing. Like, there's not a single mile of rail has been laid. In, uh, down here in Florida, they actually did just build a uh, a commuter rail that goes from Orlando to Miami. It's called like the Bright Line or something like that, you know. So I mean, th- that's uh, um, it, a little bit different, you know. I mean, like there's a lot of tourist activity on that side of the state, and so they want people to you know go from Miami to uh, Orlando pretty quickly. I, I want to say it's like 45 minutes or something like that. It's a it's a real quick trip. Wow. Nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, they didn't have to seize a bunch of land to build it, though. You know, I mean, that's the thing. Right. And so I think that's another thing. They don't like private property. They they want everything for public use. So mm-hmm. it's it's a threat. Um, World Economic Forum is here in a big way. They have Automation Alley. We spent six million of Michigan taxpayer dollars to build the World Economic Forum, a piece of property a a building rather down in automation alley so i think you know they um she went to davos forty four thousand taxpayer dollars Mm -hmm. to fly there with the medc so there's deals going on did she take a private jet or did she fly commercial? <laughs> oh, I, I, she did not fly commercial. I'm pretty sure it was a private jet, but don't quote wow. me on that. I just, wow. I know 44000 was how much she spent of our money to go there and, and sell us out. That's so crazy. I mean, that's an obscene amount of money. I, I can't, I can't even. Okay. And that's without um, the, the security. We haven't oh, gotten yeah. that tab, tab yet. <laughs> Holy geez. So she didn't just take Michigan State Police like she had. She hired like uh, uh, actual private security. I mean, even still, you got to pay them, I suppose. But I mean, if you're going to Europe, then why not have like former special forces and stuff like that? You know, and of course, Governor Whitmer, she's a target, right? You know, I mean, like you've got right wing extremists all over the place that are trying to uh, to kidnap her. You mean FBI agents? That's exactly what I mean. Yes. <laughs> right wing extremist is code for FBI shills. Um, yeah. So so obviously that's a, a huge tragedy. Um, you know, what 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 do the people of Michigan think about that case? I mean, like, I, I would imagine everybody's got to have an opinion on it. I'm sorry. On what case? The Governor Whitmer kidnapping case. Oh, oh, well, you know. 
it's really difficult um, because things are so polarized. So if you talk to one person, then, you know, they, they all need to go to jail. And the full even the FBI the agents. <laughs> what, what FBI agents? Like, <laughs> I don't know. It's hard. Some people won't see facts. It's difficult to explain, but it doesn't matter what you put in front of their face. All right. the facts and they they won't, they don't care. When I, when I lived in Michigan, I mean, I didn't talk to anybody about politics, you know, I mean, I was living in a, like a college town, though, you know, so I knew that the vast majority of people, unless like, you know, somebody saw a Trump sticker and then we gave each other a elbow bump, you know, that was really the only time that you got a chance to talk to people about stuff like that. Otherwise, you know, I mean, the people were crazy. I mean, and it, you know, full on Trump derangement syndrome. If they thought that you were a Trump supporter, then you were immediately a Nazi. Yes, it's unfortunate. Um, And now it hasn't gotten any better. Of course, it's just getting worse. So I try to avoid talking about politics because even something like saying I don't want uh, biological men in women's sports, you know, people that, you know, they they talk disparagingly on men all the time. And Uh yet... And yet those same people are so for uh, biological men that are dressed as women playing sports, women's sports. I just don't understand that. Like they're anti-men, but not it's it's. I can't wrap my mind around it. Sorry, well, we're getting you know, a little off track. No, no, it's fine. It's fine. I mean, Michelle, don't you know that men are pigs unless they're wearing like Victoria's Secret panties or like, you know, walking into a YMCA uh, bathroom or a changing room? I mean, it is completely insane to think about, you know, I mean, like watching like kind of like, you know, second and third wave feminism, like come and then go. You know, they fought for women, e- women's equality and the rights of women, the the ability for, you know, all of you lovely ladies to do whatever you want to do so that only now can they have biological men replace you in all of your accomplishments. You know, I mean, like we're, they're going to take your jobs. They're already taking the uh, modeling jobs. They're taking all of the sports uh, accolades that you previously got. Uh, yeah, it is. Uh, it, it's a it's a fascinating thing to watch and uh, really doesn't make any sense at all. No, it doesn't. And, you know, the whole anti men thing doesn't make any sense. You know, men and women are both equally important in their own way. You know, mm-hmm. they each have an important role. And so yeah, I really don't like when the men bashing happens. And again, they they say, yeah, but it's it's just a few people that are. Uh, going competing against women biological men competing against women but you're opening the door like Mm -hmm. on slippery slope so they're getting away with it it's gonna open the floodgates well and for for every biological male that replaces a biological female in like a sports role or the olympics or some sort of championship i mean they're literally stealing the dreams of whatever woman was pushed out as a result of that or like if you are a woman who would otherwise have taken first place or, you know, like won the championship, whatever it might be. And you have to take second because uh, some six foot four dude with like a big frame and, you know, just because he's on estrogen, like, you know, he gets the gold medal and you don't. It's totally insane. It doesn't make any sense. It doesn't. But the only people that are going to be able to change it are the ones involved. So mm-hmm. the swimmers, for instance, you know, don't swim. Now, you have to join together. And that Mm -hmm. means you have to join together in truth. And the truth is that there are men and there are women and you cannot 
change over from one to the other. Mm -hmm. And so um, you align in the truth and you say, I will not compete against a biological male. And yeah. and if all of them said they're not going to compete, well, then they, the colleges would have to flip because that's their sponsorships. That's their money. Like people have to remember we have the power. They think they want us to forget, keep us asleep that we don't have the power, but we do. But that requires us to have morals and to to abide by the truth. So, Absolutely. You know, I mean, we're we're seeing that play out in real time right now with uh, with Budweiser and with Target. You know, <clears throat> Budweiser is, has lost like sixteen billion dollars in market share since we started the boycott. I didn't drink it already, so it was no big deal for me not to buy Budweiser. But uh, but but with Target, you know, they've lost nine billion dollars in a single week. You know, since uh, people learned about their trans satanic displays that they were putting up. I mean, marketing tuck friendly bathing suits to seven year olds. I mean, it's abhorrent. You know, there's like no reason to push that ideology on children. I mean, unless you've got some like really nefarious designs on on what you want those kids to become. You know, I am. Um, I saw. I read a crazy post the other day on Reddit too. There's like a trans parents of trans kids board where like these people will go and talk about their experiences, like raising a trans child or something like that. On Reddit. Yes, yes. And this mom was like, "Oh, you know, my trans daughter uh, is refusing to take her estrogen, and so I've resorted." to crushing it up and putting it into her cereal in the morning. Like, that's child abuse. You know, I mean, like, if these kids, you know, there is no reason that, you know, a toddler or or an elementary school child would choose to willingly ask their parents to put them on estrogen or puberty blockers or whatever it might be, unless they had already been fed that ideology from a place like Target or from a place like TikTok or Budweiser or or their parents, you know? I mean, like the idea of allowing a child to choose their own gender. You know, I wanted to be a dinosaur at one point when I was a kid, you know? I mean, like, I I didn't go out and and I didn't grow up and get uh, plastic surgery to get myself (laughs) scales or a tail or anything like that. (laughs) Yeah, it's, um, you know... I have never been religious. Uh, institutionalized religion is captured like everything else. Um, but every day, more and more, I see that, you know, there is a battle of good and evil and it, uh-huh. it's it, within each of our hearts. So yeah. that's, that's where you have to fight it. But it's the truth has to prevail. Otherwise, you get these sick things that are happening mutilating children because let's just call a spade a spade that's what you're doing you're sterilizing Mm -hmm. and mutilating them and the doctors should be held responsible and the parents should be held responsible their children so it's it's terrible it's a terrible time that we're living in in one aspect but i have taken the white pill and so i know that in the end good will prevail but Mm -hmm. you know it starts with each of us uh, battling inside our own hearts every day. No, it's true. And, um, you know, uh, there's also uh, the uh, p- 
I, I, I constantly try to remind people of this, too, you know, like as, as much as we rag on the idea of biological men in women's sports or like, you know, these ridiculous uh, uh, efforts to propagandize to children by corporate entities. You know, I mean, like the people who are advocating this stuff are brainwashed themselves or if they're not brainwashed themselves, <clears throat> then they are truly adherent to this psychotic ideology. And I mean, that's who they are through and through. So, you know, there are going to be people who, you know, they were a child whose parents told them, oh, hey, you should wear a dress because, you know, you really want to be a girl. And then at a certain point, they're going to grow up and they're going to realize, like, oh, my God, you know, I, I, I've i been told a lie. I've been led down the wrong path. It's like that uh, that kid Jazz Jennings on uh, on TLC. You know, That's I mean, sick. like, absolutely. That talk about child abuse. You know, I yeah. mean, like the, the same Live thing is true. Oh yeah, it's it's awful, you know. I mean, that that kid is so psychologically damaged and I mean, I can only imagine like to be in that sort of spotlight and to have gotten so much positive reinforcement your whole life. Like your entire identity is built around the fact that you've made your mother happy because you got your genitals cut off, you know? I mean, and and of course you had a television show on uh, on TLC and but now you are sexually inadequate and you can't uh you know fulfill any of your natural or your innate desires. You never have kids. Uh you are essentially a circus freak and everybody knows it. And and you've lived your life uh under this tremendous pressure. That kid's going to kill himself, you know? I mean, like I I don't see anything good coming out of that. And, uh, you know, I, I just I, I want to remind people to keep an open heart. You know, my, my guest last night said something about, uh, you know, maintaining a little bit of grace. And that's something that I've said for a really long time, because these people are brainwashed. And, you know, it might be fun sometimes to rag on these libtards and, you know, the dumb stuff that they do. But uh, at a certain point, they're going to wake up and they're going to re- recognize, you know, that they have been lied to and that everything that they believe is true in their life is uh, totally fabricated. And, and and the things that they thought they knew, they were only told and they just swallowed it hook, line and sinker. So it's really, really sad at the end of the day. It uh, is. And it absolutely has to do with Industry 4.0. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Because um, uh, transhumanism. Sorry, go ahead. No, no, no. You're you're totally on point. Uh, I just want to say, too big for bikes said, uh, sorry I'm late. Maybe they could use the Flint lead water for the Shycom factory. I sure wish Governor Twitmer would taste test it before and after. Um, yeah, I mean, that's actually a really excellent point. You know, I mean, it's kind of ironic that they're giving all of this money and this land to this Chinese company for an electric for for a battery factory for electric vehicles when you know they totally decimated the traditional automobile industry flint is still a wasteland that place is awful i had a friend many years ago he was from flint he used to deal in exotic animals they had uh, an alligator or a crocodile or something that got away and it escaped and it survived by going into an abandoned house and living in the basement and eating like like straight cats <laughs> and stuff like that. Uh, no lie. I mean, this is the kind of place. Flint is a war zone. OK, you still can't drink the water in, in Flint. Yeah, you know, it's, it's still nine years full of lead. Yeah, it's been even longer than that. I mean, it's from the, you know, I don't know, like at least the beginning of the second term of the Obama administration. So, I mean, going on 10 years anyways. But um, but yeah, you know, I mean, like they can't fix that, but they can pump all of this money into this, you know, pristine wilderness to create. 
the battery factory so that they can further decimate the automobile industry. And what the hell is that going to do? I mean, I don't know about you, but I don't have 75 grand for a brand new electric vehicle, you know, and I mean, like, they don't want you to have one. No, that's the thing. That's the thing. (laughs) They don't want us to drive vehicles. They want to drive vehicles. And, uh, you know, just all of these all of these practices that uh, that go into the creation of something like that. Like nobody ever talks about the fact that the electricity is still going to be generated from like coal or natural gas, some type of fossil fuel, you know, at at a at an exponentially small rate. Yes, solar. Yes, wind. But even those uh, require fossil fuels to be able to be produced and then to keep operating. There's a tremendous amount of upkeep that goes into maintaining a wind turbine and a lot of grease. A lot of grease has to go into that thing because it's constantly spinning. That's a lot of friction. The wind turbines are terrible in so many different ways. For mm-hmm. one, when the blades, they, they can't do anything with the blades. So they're yeah. literally burying them. They're like stacking them and burying them. It's insane down in Texas because there's nothing yep. else to do with them. And they don't mm-hmm. last very long. They don't produce that much energy. They kill birds and bats and eagles and all. Obviously, that's a bird. But uh, they kill these animals, whales. I'm sorry, but the the wind turbines that are killing that are in the water over on that Atlantic side are killing those whales. So there's something to be said about uh, wind turbines and being a dirty industry. They're not green at all. They're not good for the environment or mother earth. Uh, It's and solar. I can't speak much on It's the wind turbines. They're so ugly too. I mean, miles and miles of just these ominous industrial looking wind turbines how is that good for anybody? Solar can be good. I mean, like I'm down here in Florida and, you know, I've got solar and it, it you know, I, I, I pay nothing for electricity now. Very grateful for that. It'll take me a while to get everything paid off. But I mean, it, it balances out. But in a place like Michigan, you know, like <laughs> you, you, what do you have like, like 60, 65 days of full sun a year? You know, I mean, it's not like living down here in Florida, you know, and, uh, and we were in Ohio too. My fiance is from Ohio. So half the time we were in Ohio, half the time we were in Michigan. Like there's no sun in Ohio. Like you, like 90% of the people that live there have vitamin D deficiency because there's no sun. So, you know, you just, you can't have reliable green energy in a place like that. I mean, the only thing that is reliable and because you're so freaking cold in the wintertime, you've got to have sources of heat that are going to be produced by fossil fuels. If everything is electric, oh God, it's yes, the natural gas. And, but they're shutting that down too. Uh, you know, I mean, just natural. I know, I know. (laughs) Oh man, that's about as green as it gets, isn't it? All right. All right, you guys, uh, I'm going to open up the phones here. Let me go ahead and get the information up on screen for you and uh we'll see if you've got any questions for michelle if you are a fellow michigander you can feel free to call in if you've got uh, any uh insights on these types of situations happening in your own area or perhaps ideas on what we can do to uh stop this before it's too late i would imagine once they lay that foundation that's going to be uh quite a bit of money and they're not going to want to stop at that point um did you say that it would be till 2030 that they would be finished on on building this place? That's or that's how long 2031. Wow. I mean that's a long time. I mean I guess it's a big facility but still that's a really long time before you start getting a return on it. 
Millions of people every day are reaping the health benefits of using cannabis oil, also known as CBD. This new product derived from hemp has fascinated doctors and scientists around the world for its powerful effects on the human body. If you are in need of alternative methods for health empowerment, please visit www.naturalhempoil.com. That's www.naturalhempoil.com. CBD is now legal in over 40 states, and our products are non-psychoactive and contain less than 0.3% THC levels. We also offer products for household pets. NaturalHempOil.com does not claim to treat cancer, PTSD, epilepsy, anxiety, insomnia, joint pain, eczema, or any chronic condition that you may have been diagnosed with. Please consult with a doctor before you take CBD. Results may vary, so give our natural CBD a try at www.NaturalHempOil.com. That's www.NaturalHempOil.com. Energy bills are rising at a historic rate, and there's no end in sight. That's why tens of thousands are using this amazing little device from SavePowerBills.com. It's a small but smart gadget that stabilizes electrical currents, reduces dirty electricity, and helps protect your electronics. Just plug it into your home's wall outlet to help lower energy consumption and ultimately help reduce your power bills every month. Order now to get 65% off plus many free bonuses before they sell out by going to SavePowerBills.com. That's SavePowerBills.com. Order now. Energy bills are rising at a historic rate, and there's no end in sight. That's why tens of thousands are using this amazing little device from SavePowerBills.com. It's a small but smart gadget that stabilizes electrical currents, reduces dirty electricity, and helps protect your electronics. Just plug it into your home's wall outlet to help lower energy consumption and ultimately help reduce your power bills every month. Order now to get 65% off plus many free bonuses before they sell out by going to SavePowerBills.com. That's SavePowerBills.com. Order now. Violent crime across the U.S. has skyrocketed. Between mass shootings, homicides, kidnappings, burglaries, and carjacking, it's never been more vital to learn how to protect yourself. This is why tens of thousands are choosing the Fighter Flare Flashlight. The Fighter Flare Flashlight includes an ultra-bright 800-lumen light, powerful strobe lighting modes for self-defense, a glass-breaking hammer, a built-in power bank, solar-powered recharging, rope and wire cutter, siren, high and low LED lighting mode, and much more. Simply place your order now to get 66% off along with many other free bonuses before they sell out by going to www.fighterflare.com. Order now at www.fighterflare.com fighterflare.com A human catastrophe is closing in. Nobody knows how far this one is going to go. You can feel the heat as tension is rising globally. War is expensive. Open a Noble Gold Investments IRA today, and you can claim a free 3-ounce silver American virtue coin. Just use the promo code GOLD. Go to noblegoldinvestments.com now. Past performance may not be indicative of future results. Investing in precious metals, including gold, involves risks. Consult with your tax attorney or financial professional before making an investment decision. Investment. What about... I mean, what? okay... Uh, considering the the cost outlay from Michigan and the people of this area, you know how long do they reckon that it will take before Goshen has pumped that much money back into the system so that it's like a net positive? Have they even said? No, they haven't. I, that I've seen, they have not said. I, uh, you know, I don't think this is about profit, but um, you know, of course, they're going to say that it is. Um, over here on Getter, uh, Lyle Ice, Lyle Isa, Lyle Lisa, maybe Lyle Lisa 07 says, so basically Goshen is getting the land free plus 
they're getting paid to take it. Yeah, that's that's what it sounds like. Uh, do we know what the fair market value of that much land would be? I mean, if they're paying them three quarters of a billion dollars, I mean, it better be worth more than three quarters of a billion dollars. Right. I'm not sure on that figure. You know, and that's another thing. There's just so much that we don't know and that they're yeah. still going forward with it, and which is, again, frustrating. But every time there's a meeting, there's more people that are there. So uh, hopefully enough, Davids, we can stop this. So I see people having a conversation about overpopulation over on uh, on Rumble. Yeah, I, I think that. You know, uh, overpopulation as an idea, that's a, a trope uh, that has been kind of pushed by the, the global elite, this, you know, satanic cabal that's trying to take over the world. Um, they want you to believe that overpopulation is uh, a real thing. Uh, obviously, no, it's not at all. You know, I mean, maybe you might have too many people living in like one small area uh, and then you need to think about how to successfully and adequately expand the boundaries of a city or, you know, you build up or you build out. Um, but, you know, as far as like planet Earth is concerned, I mean, we are millennia away from like like Blade Runner. I always think about Blade Runner, you know, or, or like, you know, Mega City One in Judge Dredd. You know, these these gigantic cities that are po- just chock full of people. You know, maybe there's like uh, a nuclear accident or maybe like a battery plant in uh, <laughs> in West Michigan blows up. And no. then, you know, a quarter of the state is uninhabitable. And so then they have to push everybody into uh, New Detroit or something like that. And they just build up and then keep the footprint of the city really small. I mean, that's basically what they're doing with these 15-minute cities. They, they want to push yes. everybody into the smallest area possible so that they can make everything accessible and, you know, quick and easy. There's that city in, um, is it Dubai or or, uh, or Saudi Arabia? The line Saudi Arabia. Like, Saudi Arabia, yeah. So it's like 150 square miles, like, long. And, yep. of course, there's a high-speed rail system. Everybody lives in, you know, basically 10 square feet. Uh, and you've got, like, shops and and places for people to live and, and places for people to work. It's kind of ridiculous to imagine it. But, I mean, that just – I always think about Mega City 1 in Judge Dredd. That's exactly what it would be like. It's going on right now in Oxford, the 15-minute city. And they're fighting it. Um, they don't want it because what's happening is – they they're they have everything within 15 minutes so they only get a certain amount of times that they can go out of that area this district they're districts it's like oh, the home wow. games oh so they're they're relegated to their home area yes and if they they could they have a certain amount of times so that they can go to other districts and anytime after that they get fined because it's there's cameras everywhere it's 5g internet of things it's you know the social credit score is coming so, from China over to the West. Is that is that like if they're traveling by like vehicle, like like a yeah, a they want you to ride bikes. Okay, so so are you still fined if you ride a bike into these areas, or or is it's only if you're driving? I that is a great question. I'm going to say only when you're driving, but that's for now. Yeah, but yeah. don't quote me on that either. But I just find it ridiculous. I watch. Um, Richard Vobes, he's talking about it. Uh, and Oxford is the first, the the blueprint, basically. Uh, Grand Rapids, Michigan, is doing their master plan right now. And 15-minute city is, is what they're planning. That's crazy. Um, yes. Okay, so Oxford, this is in, oh, okay, Oxford, England. Okay, I wasn't certain if it was going to be here or uh, 
or someplace else. Uh, wow, that's uh, the the small English city at the center of the global 15-minute city storm. You know, urban planning has kind of been a joke for a long time. Like, uh, there's uh, we, we used to joke around about how poorly planned Lansing was and, you know, all these various cities. Some of them obviously are more livable than others, but... I mean, you know, the the things that they're talking about doing, this is such a stupid idea. You better hope you did everything that you needed to do in the 25 minutes that you were allowed to go out into another district, because God forbid you have to go out again. All right, we've got a couple of callers on the line. Let's go ahead and bring in our first caller. And it looks like it is someone from Michigan. And uh, caller, are you there? I am. How you doing, Casey? This is Casey, and I want to... Welcome, uh, Michelle and you, Zach, and I wish you a, a happy Memorial Day weekend. Hope Absolutely. You guys have a great holiday on Monday. You and too, brother. Remember we're, remember, we're in a digital war. Yep. So yes. yes, we, we are. Got to control the, the information. And uh, I want to say, Zach, thank you. Between Audrey last night and Michelle tonight, you're you're making America sexy again. Uh, <laughs> wasn't even you. my wasn't even my modus operandi, but I'll take it. I'll take it. <laughs> I, smart women are very sexy, brother. Well, you'll, I can't, you'll I can't learn that. Argue there, yeah. Well, I mean, I've learned it already. <laughs> definitely, definitely. Yeah. All right, Don't so, argue with them because you never be right. But uh, no, absolutely, I, I want to no. say the. The opposite of sexy is Governor Whitmer, obviously. Uh, She's obviously controlled uh, opposition. First it was, uh, she's going to fix the damn roads. Then it was fix the damn dams. And my my point on this is just logistics. It's like uh, she, uh, you know, she can't handle infrastructure, obviously. I've been a truck driver, a plant worker, an engineer to the extent that I know how things work. Okay. So this, uh, this plant, now they're going to have to have rail access. If they're, oh. you know, moving in large amounts of chemicals, uh, components, whatever, because I'm sure big rapids doesn't have the infrastructure to handle, you know, on the roads. And if you look at any plant, it's diversity is with rail. All right. We obviously don't want an East Palestine. This is uh, this is such an excellent point, Casey. I I actually wanted to bring this up earlier. I mean, and and because I mean, there if it's out there in the wilderness, undoubtedly they don't have like like the road infrastructure. They must not have the rail infrastructure. Maybe they're going to build like a a a private airport or something. I, I don't know. But do they have any of that planned? Because I mean, that would obviously take up a lot more space besides whatever the the square footage for the plant. Um, I am not sure on that. I do know that they Chuck Thelen himself said that one of the reasons they picked this location was for a rail system. So I don't know exactly which rail they're talking about, because if you look at the map, the, there is no rail that actually goes right to that area. So I know they, they said they're going to use trucks and rail. So I don't know if they're well, bringing it all the way to like White Cloud. Well, you'd have to build a staging area for the trucking and everything else. But in the sense of the battery plant itself, it's all well and good to have manufacturing of certain points. And I, I think Michelle's point about the, the gallonage used for cooling, it's like in a nuclear radi- uh, uh, reactor. 
it's used for cooling and it's recycled. So there's no okay. way they're pulling three quarters of a billion gallons a day. You know, it's being recycled. It would have to be because unless you're manufacturing something that absolutely has water inside it, like Nestle, you know, you're, you're not removing it from the, the actual atmosphere. But um, in the sense of the batteries, now the, the latest research and the latest uh, scientific uh, data suggests that the most efficient batteries for range, which is everybody's looking for, and, and uh, reliability is the uh, presence of gold. And with the presence of gold, now you've got a substance that's uh, willing to be stolen. So if you think a $25,000 battery isn't worth stealing, like a catalytic converter, you're absolutely dead wrong. Because wherever there's a market, there's a black market. And uh, I used to work in a factory where we made Ford Think vehicle, the electric vehicle, basically a golf cart on steroids. Hmm. Uh, but they didn't have to sell them because they made them for the EPA cafe standards and they could give them away. They gave them away to the park service. But for every one that they sold or gave and made, they could make, you know, five Broncos. They could make five Explorers. Uh, so the net gain wasn't there. But the battery production, what you want to do with a battery that expensive is eliminate human contact. So I actually built plastic trays that were for the battery uh, uh, installation service that you can't have people messing around with human error in the battery production. So you've got to be able to human-proof that area. So they may be making batteries or components, but they're not going to have as many people as they promised. They're like the government. They're going to over-promise and under-perform. So you're not going to have as many jobs. You're going to have a robot replacing you, and the infrastructure may not be able to handle what they want. But I do have a a positive in the respect that every story does have another side to it. Um, And that may be, if Michelle wanted to speak to those two points, I'll bring that up later. Okay, go ahead, Michelle. Oh, uh, so I was just listening to what you had to say. I appreciate all the information. Um, The, the one thing I wanted to add is that they they do have their own armed security to protect the batteries that they're going to bring in. So I didn't mention that earlier. Um, but yeah, the batteries themselves are really valuable. They're not creating the whole battery there. It's anodes, cathodes, and I believe the elect- electrode, but don't quote me on the last one. Um, so, you know, yeah. you know, sorry. Yeah, I- one one other one point that I would like to make too is that if this plant isn't going to be ready until 2031, I mean, like there is active development of alternative battery technology that holds greater uh, charging amounts and and would provide greater range. Uh, you know, we're talking like solid state batteries and like sodium batteries and batteries that don't use lithium or cobalt, uh, a variety of different technologies. So. You know, by the time 2031 rolls around, I mean, lithium-ion batteries might be totally passe. I mean, they might not even be using them at that point. And what then? I mean, you're going to have a, a multi-million square foot facility that uh, doesn't have the capacity to produce products that people are actively using. And that's where I come to my other point about the other side of the story. 
Uh, I've been hearing, you know, since the days of Q, obviously, about the the real families, the white hat families that run the Chinese government. All right. Mm -hmm. Whether, you know, she is the white hat with Putin or whatever. You've obviously got to, you know, explain away or, you know, debate every every side of it. Um, They build a three million dollar facility. All right. Who's to say that we can't just, you know, confiscate it down the road? So I'm I'm not saying build it because it's a building, but I'm also saying, you know, at some point, you know, the state does need to have an anchor of of production. Okay. We can't be Mm -hmm. just agricultural. We do have to have an automation alley, if you will. But what what a great place to start with Chinese seed money. And, uh, you know, just confiscate it uh, and or be working with them as partners in 2031. Hopefully yeah. we'll all be around to enjoy it. But I say you, you do have to look at the flip side to say not all progress is, is bad. It's sure. just who's the who's the leading sponsors. If it's Whitmer and the Chinese, uh, you know, they, they aren't going to manufacture anything but agricultural manure uh, in that respect. So I just look at it. Yeah, you, you've got to look at who's sponsoring it and why, but also the flip side, you know, other than maybe eminent domain, you know, uh, the government doesn't have any very, very, very many good problems and projects on the horizon. So I, uh, I, I want to respect Michelle and her doggedness on this issue, but I'm saying there, there might be a silver lining with a lot of gold, uh, intertwined that, you know, maybe the production or at least the development of the area isn't such a bad thing. See, I think development, it can be great. Um, progress for progress sake isn't, but uh, this is a recreational area. So why couldn't we keep it recreational and, and create more businesses that way? Um, the other thing is there's a lot of jobs already available. Now I get that they're not good paying jobs and remote work and there's a lot going on. But um, if they can't fill the jobs that they have right now, I'm talking about like wait staff and such, if you do get any more people in here, I don't know how the place is going to handle it anyway. Uh, And then one more point, I understand that the solid state battery could be right around the corner. Um, But right now we're talking about lithium. And so lithium and cobalt, again, are terrible uh, mining those are terrible for the planet and the people that live without around those resources. So I don't really see how it's, it's not green to me. So I don't like the industry either. I don't, I don't, I think that it's uh, behind a green mask. It's a dirty industry behind a green mask. You know, the, the other thing well, that occurs to me, I was just, just going to say, you know, the yeah. other thing that occurs to me is, I mean, as we've said on a number of occasions, I mean, this is pristine recreational wilderness. Once that wilderness is gone, uh, very difficult to just, you know, make it come back. I mean, uh, Michigan has had a manufacturing base and we've had it for hundreds of years. It's virtually non-existent now. Um, but that means that there are like plenty of existing sites with, I would imagine, also access to sources of water. Uh, you know, I mean, you, as we said earlier, Flint, Michigan, or, or you go to Detroit. Uh, I mean, if you've ever taken a drone over Detroit or, uh, you know, aerial video footage, I mean, 
you've got blocks upon blocks of empty homes. And, uh, you know, I know that's residential, but I mean, there's also plenty of empty factories. I mean, just basically, you know, like blocks and blocks full of concrete uh, uh, parking lots. I mean, you would you know very easily be able to build something like that there. But I mean, I suppose maybe they just didn't have uh, the the connections to uh, uh, to get the, the tax money out of Detroit or something. But also, you know, in the state of Michigan, we, we weren't necessarily blue. Uh, we were purple. But who wants to make that large investment into a Democratic captured area? All right. Yes, Western Michigan has a lot of production, especially hospital and, and various other and sundries. But it's like for something this big as a, as a manufacturing, it, you know, the Upper Peninsula, another, you know, great source of land and stuff. But you, you've got to think long term and you've got to look at the the aspect of the impact and uh, once going back right once again to infrastructure you know you can build a three million dollars about three million square foot facility but it can change uh from lithium to hydrogen to whatever the 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 power plant is uh without too much uh you know uh expense to the chinese company i'm guessing but where we lose out again is lawfare. Democrats are great at it. They love suing. They love having their lawyers and all this stuff lined up to the point where, you know, you can't win. Uh, so you've got to be able to hold them, the Chinese and the companies to, you know, say you're going to do exactly what. And if you even vary a, a, a minutia from that plan, you're going to be shut down. It's going to be confiscated. Uh, similar to the Afghanistan withdrawal, you know, you had to, you know, cross all the T's and dot all the I's. And if you didn't, and it was safe for 18 months until what obviously happened with Biden. But uh, uh, it's just a quick topic in the future, Zach, in the sense of lawfare. How does Carter Page get his good name back? I think mm -hmm. he needs to sue the Democrats for half a billion dollars and Sue Comey, Strzok, the FBI, all those people, CIA, everybody that signed on uh, for another half a billion dollars. Because that's I, the only I, way, like Nick Sandman, you know, to, yeah, to make yeah. them feel the pain of lawfare. I know? agree. And do it you in know, a I, state like Texas. I, I believe Carter Page does have an ongoing relation or er, relationship, an ongoing lawsuit uh, against the DOJ and the FBI, if I'm not mistaken. But I'll, I'll look into it. And I, I think you're right. I, you know, I mean, the, the, I, I've said for a long time that we need to start playing in, in the same uh, uh, with the same ground rules that the Democrats are playing with. You know, I mean, like I'm sick and tired of decorum. Uh, I'm tired of being polite and following the rules. You know, I mean, like. If they're going to set the stage in a certain way, we've got to meet them head-to-head uh, -head there. Make them pay, just like the Gene Carroll suit against Trump. You know, yeah. that makes the Tara Reid case against Biden so much easier because she's got sure. evidence as opposed Absolutely. to Gene Carroll. So yeah. you just fight them back. And Also, did you get a chance to look into the Golden Bloods? No, I haven't looked into the Golden Bloods. So hold on. Let me put that down here on... Golden Bloods. If you want to send me an email uh, with a place to, to 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 go to start, I would appreciate it. 
But listen, Casey, we got we've got four people on the line, and I want to make sure we get to everybody. So send me an email and, and put me on the right track. Mr. Keep up the good work. God bless you, and you have a great Monday because who knows it might be the last holiday for a while. Yeah, thank you. God you bless. too. Thank you. We'll see you, buddy. Bye bye. Uh, oh, sorry. We lost you. Um, I also want to say Johnny W. said, what's so happy about remembering soldiers that never came home? Well, you know, my father was a veteran. My grandfather fought in World War II. I was always taught that we honored those fallen men and women because they gave their lives willingly to defend America and our way of life. And we it should be a, a happy day of remembrance because without their sacrifice, we wouldn't be here to be able to honor them. So I don't know, Michelle, as a veteran, you know, what do you say? I agree with you wholeheartedly. You know, um, they fought and died to give to protect our rights. And so they are extremely important. We need to honor them by fighting for our rights today. Okay, amen. All right. We've got DJ Vector coming in next. Um, Raising Kane wants to know if you've been in touch with Aubrey Sees. Aubrey was my guest last night. She's a uh, election integrity advocate in Texas. You might want to check that show out uh, if uh, if you have the time. But uh, she's done some great stuff and uh, she's really put together a, a, a pretty comprehensive framework for organizing locally in your state. So, I mean, I, I wish that somebody would take her website and convert it over to their own state so that they can get people going in the same way. All right. Yeah, uh, Vector. Yeah, definitely. Vector, you're on the air. Hello, Zach. How are you? Can you hear me? Yes, we can, and it's always a good night when you're here. Oh, exactly. I, I love that. I love getting onto your show. I'm always working on the weekend. I just wanted to say hello to Michelle. At first, I was like, oh, what's the lady's name? Because I missed the beginning of the show. I'm always doing my own thing for the first hour, but I understand the gist of what's going on. Now, I guess there's a few things that I wanted to ask you, Michelle, and talk about. You discussed all kinds of things like the smart cities and how this connects to all of the electric vehicles. And for me, this breaks down to control. They can't control people when we have gasoline-powered cars, which can travel long distances. Uh, it's a decentralized form of energy. Once you get it in your car, um, there's nothing that they can really do about it. You know, they can't really turn stuff off. You know, that's why, especially if you have a car before 1984, you know, you know it's basically uh, out of their control. Same with all the digital money and all the rest of the stuff like that. That's very fascinating. But I did want to say one point, just with the mining of um, the rare earth metals and all the rest of the stuff that is required to make batteries for electric cars and other things like that, even going away from like the Chinese electric plant at this point, um, what, um, uh, why, why can't that be mined in the United States where there's better environmental practices and the resources are definitely there in the U.S.? where it doesn't need to be mined in the Congo and we can take away some of the control of this from the Chinese. And also, did you know that the the one of the biggest producers of lithium in the world, 50% production and export is Australia. So we have huge skin in the game here because we don't have a lot of oil, but we got plenty of gas. So I'm not surprised that we necessarily are going down this track and uh, I'd like to get your comments about that. Go ahead, ma'am. Oh, thank you, by the way. Hi. Um, so, yes, lithium, I know right now in Nevada, there is a battle going on. Uh, the indigenous population has a burial ground in one of the main spots that they're trying to mine lithium here. So um, wow. I know that it's extremely water intensive. And I and I actually didn't know that Australia had that much lithium. Um, lithium can be found many more places than cobalt. So I know that a lot of battery makers are trying to get away from cobalt because of that. But uh, 
as far as mining lithium here in the States, the way that lithium is mined, and then, I mean, those pools, have you seen any of the pictures from uh, up on high where you see basically it looks like a a toxic pit? (laughs) Yeah, it's pools of poison. And so, you know, I yeah. I don't like that for you in Australia. I understand uh, economically, since you just informed me, that it helps your country out monetarily. But uh, as far as saving the planet, it doesn't at all. And so, you know, that's what it's supposed to be for. And going all the way back to uh, what you were saying about gas cars versus electric cars, you're absolutely right. It's about a, a gas car is a product and an electric car is a service. So you don't, you're not buying uh, a product. You're not buying a car to roll off the lot and that's what you have. You have all those features. They can be changed remotely at any time. And I've, I'm a huge gamer. I've played video games since I was five years old. And the gaming industry has been completely destroyed because it has become a service rather than a product. And so I just don't want to even see what's going to happen with these electric cars. That's the same with software as well. Like I used to buy my software. Now I've got to pay monthly and yearly and I've just had to cancel, restream one of my uh, broadcasting software because it was so expensive and I've just gone to one channel on Rumble and it's just a lot easier for me. But it's the whole thing that they are, they're enslaving you. They're renting you everything. You don't own anything anymore. And I, I, I find that a problem. What happened to making things that were of a high quality? They lasted nearly forever instead of this planned redundancy, uh, planned obsolescence. Ford said, if you own one of the cars for more than five years, it's going to cost you money. When Edison or whoever invented the light bulb, allegedly, uh, that light bulb is still on in the museum because the cartels got together and decided that you are only going to get so many hours out of every light bulb. This is the same with every single thing that we do. Uh, and Japan's a good uh, example of, um, you know, how they just they, they have laws where you got to replace your car and washing machine every so many years because they need the economy to turn over because the place is just so saturated with technology and um you know, uh, I'm sure there's a lot of stuff that we can use technologically to solve these environmental problems, but they're not serious about saving the environment, Michelle. I want to save the environment. What about all the plastic in the the ocean, in the the, the gyrus spirals of rubbish and all the real pollution? They're just exporting pollution to the third world, whether it be uh, China or India, where they we send all our electronic rubbish and then it ends up in huge piles where very poor people are going through toxic, you know, children to, to get all of the... um the components out now i understand that 90 percent of what is uh is in india is recycled but like at what cost to the health of these people then look at the congo and all the child uh miners and all of the people going into holes and nearly getting buried alive uh to get the cobalt and everything now congo is a place that's controlled by china increasingly in in, uh controlled by china over there and uh you know the whole belt and road so let's see what goes on with the new brick system how this is going to tie into the new CBDCs and the programmable money and the smart cities and the 15-minute cities and all of that kind of stuff, uh, tying into to what we spoke to yesterday with uh, Zach's uh, guest yesterday, and she was uh, talking about election integrity and companies like Skytel. If you look at their parent company, Paragon, these people are into all of that technology, the RFIDs, the smart city stuff, they are getting ready to bag us and tag us just like animals, track us everywhere, facial recognition, voice recognition, social credit, everything uh, minutely tracked, ladies and gents. I mean, to the, the likes of which the world has never seen before. It is here now. They're just getting us used to it all. The COVID was and all of that scanning in. That's just getting all of the track and trace and all of those systems in place and getting it all sort of started. 
the next pandemic is coming, and uh, I reckon that uh, it's going to be huge this time around. So keep your heads on a swivel. Yep, absolutely. I uh, agree with you wholeheartedly. The climate lockdowns are coming too. I mean, I don't know about a second pandemic, but they definitely have to call the herd. You know, the Georgia Guidestone said 500 million and there's way too many of us right now. And unfortunately, the West, they have their eye in the West to call because we have a freedom mindset. And it's no offense to people from the East, but they're more um, obedient. Right. They are. They're more willing to go along with a dictator, authoritarian uh, leadership. And we in the West are not. And so that mindset has got to go. And what do they do with the spirit of America, the spirit of 1776? And, you know, America's a, a beautiful experiment. There's no way that they can get what they want with their new world order without destroying America, ideologically subverting the place, taking away the Second Amendment through all these false flags, allegedly, and uh, generally destroying the country. For what reason? Just to bring us down to the third world level, uh, for, for really for no good reason, just for jealousy and envy. Uh, America's a special place. Uh, so is Australia. You know, we have built all of this wealth and all of this technology and everything that people enjoy nowadays, along with other people. But I think that uh, there's not enough acknowledgement of uh, American exceptionalism and and uh, also the people that fought and died to defend our freedom uh, for, for sake. You know, it's Memorial Day. That's like Anzac Day here in Australia, where we remember the people that went and fought and died for the country, whether they were sent for the right or the wrong reasons. They are warriors and they deserve our respect not disrespect like Joe Biden does. He's looking at his watch when we've got uh, soldiers coming back from Afghanistan that got blown up because of his ineptitude and bullshit. So what a disgrace to the country. And uh, uh, we're going to turn this around. It's not just an American thing. It's a worldwide thing because we all know that if America goes, we're all proper fucked. Pardon my French, Michelle. Uh, no, you're good. I was in the military six years. You're good. America, America first. And this is what I mean. Like, if we don't fix America, how we, like, let's all fix Australia. Yay. And then what? The rest of the place just burns to the ground? No, ladies and gents, we need to save America first and make sure that we keep the Second Amendment because that is the glue that keeps America together. And America is the glue and the stability factor that keeps the rest of the world from turning into shit and turning tits up like uh like we got to save america if you don't like america go sit in the back there's snacks and drinks back there <laughs> L- let the men and real women like turn up and save the country um that's all i pretty much got for you today <laughs> all right thank brother you. good to hear from you thank you for the insights and we'll talk to you soon do me a favor yes Fo- foster foster uh Foster a wombat, okay? Like, get yourself I will. I'll a, get wombat. You a wombat. I'll get, I'll please, get you one. And please. Also, by the way, I tagged you before I go. I, I, I was talking to the AI yesterday, and I was putting in all of that stuff from Ed Solomon, explaining in layman's terms very clearly. I had these hypotheticals because it wouldn't help me otherwise. And I've yeah. got some bomb stuff that I'm going to send you that oh. just makes all of this stuff make sense. And I secondly, I wrote uh, the first 17 chapters of a new book, Got the, I told the AI what to write. It wrote it. I've got to make some changes. And it's fully, I've like, I told them to include you as a character and it's made you like a leader of the story and everything. I'm like, holy shit. So I'm going to, I'll send you that by email. You got to read this, guys. It's like, uh, I will definitely. Oh, I'm looking forward to it, brother. All right, man. Thank you for the call, Vector. Right. We'll thanks, talk to you thanks, soon. Michelle. Lots of love to you guys. Bye bye. All right. You. Peace. Peace. Okay. Bye. And hang on. Let me, there we go. Do not report Vector. There we go. Okay. Awesome. Uh, Tommy Tatum, another friend of the program, coming in next. 
And uh, let's get Tommy in here. What we're waiting for, Tommy, thank you again to Sean Joe and then Elf Spark, who dropped 116 gold pills. We're just waiting for Tommy's audio to connect. Cool. Got some callers yeah. in tonight. Yes. Yes, we did. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm glad. Glad we got so many people calling in. Um, okay. Uh, Tom, looks like Tommy's audio might be having some issues connecting. Okay, so I saw a question from Debbie in the chat, and I think I know the answer to it. But she said, how do we know that the CCP isn't just buying this land to own it since the plant build is so far off? And, Michelle, if I'm not mistaken, that uh, the tax abatement money in the Renaissance Zone status is dependent upon their actually completing this plant. Is that correct? Um, yes. So, so they, they've already gotten some of our money, but the yeah. tax payment, yes. And it, the groundbreaking starts in July. So they have all the way until 2031 to finish it. Okay. All right. Good stuff. All right. We've got Tommy on the line. Tommy, I'm so glad you called in tonight, buddy, because I, I've been meaning to call you and get you back on the show and it just keeps slipping my mind. But I wanted you to know that I've got some spots in July. And as soon as the show is over, I'm going to text you. Okay. Okay. Sounds great, man. Okay. Uh, Perfect. Looking forward to it. Awesome. Yeah, and, uh, so, yeah, what, go ahead. I was going to say, you guys, uh, we just got back from the D.C. vigil for the January 6th political prisoners, and you guys yes. were talking about Memorial Day. And I, yes. you know, I always try to catch it, too, but when we get back, I catch the end of it sometimes. And um, we're actually having the first Ashley Babbitt Memorial Day Freedom March on the 29th, Monday, from the Freedom Monument to the D.C. Uh, Gulag at the Freedom Corner. Just okay. want to invite everybody out, and, uh, and, th- and that's in the area. And, uh, it, you know, if we can. there's a couple of live streams that you can watch, too, if you just want to see it from if you live in California, for example. Okay. Awesome. Yeah, definitely, Thank you, man. Tommy. Yeah, get, after the show, yeah. when you get, just get me all the specifics, and I'll share it out, too. I'll put it on Telegram and Twitter and Truth and stuff. Perfect. And and before I go, real quick, the, uh, Michelle, I believe your name is, I was listening to your story about the veterans and everything. And just want to remind everybody that Ashley was, Ashley Babbitt was a four-tour veteran of this country. You know, yes. she gave her life for it. So I fear it's a, and, uh, you know, and, but it's not all about Ashley. It's about all our fallen heroes. So She was Security Forces, wasn't she? Security yeah. Forces in the Air Force? Well, uh, I, I describe it as military police, but I believe it's the same thing, right? Yeah, yeah. I still, yeah, security forces. So, yeah, she's a sister. Yeah, and it's, yeah. it's terrible what happened to her. So, thank you for what yeah. you're doing. No, thank you, guys. I appreciate it, Zach. I'll be in touch soon. And uh, okay, I'll listen to the rest of the show. All right, All right Have you. a great night. We'll see you. All right, Hina is coming in next. Sterling Cannabis is over there on the Rumble chat. He's also a, uh, a fellow Michigander. He says, good evening, Zach. It's been a long day. I hope it hasn't been too difficult for you, Sterling. And uh, we've still got some room on the lines if you feel like you want to call in. Because, Michelle, if you're just getting here, Michelle is uh, a Michigan resident as well and a fellow podcaster and citizen journalist. And she's working on some uh, great stuff in West Michigan. So uh, let me see. <laughs> Buck Wayne says, water your shirt. A few of those leaves look a little dry. No, I don't <laughs> think so. <laughs> How's the uh, weather down there? The weather is gorgeous. It, it was uh, like, it was. I think it was like 80 degrees today. It's going to be 80 degrees tomorrow. And, you know, we live right by the ocean. So uh, it's, you know, the weather's perfect all the time, basically. And obviously I spend a lot of time outside. So <laughs> it's always yeah. nice. That's mm. very nice. Okay. So uh, Hina, you're on the line. Go ahead and unmute. And we can get your question in for Michelle. 
And sometimes when people call in, uh, Zoom has them automatically muted and they don't know how to unmute. And so maybe she doesn't even know that she's on the air right now, live. Tina, you're live on the air. We just need you to unmute. If I could do it for you, I would, but I just keep clicking ask to unmute. And I would imagine on your screen, you're going to see a something flash that says uh, Red Pill 78 wants you to unmute. All right. So maybe not. All right. We'll bring in the next caller. And Hina, if if you do figure it out, just sit tight and we'll get your question after this next caller. All right. Caller, caller, you're on the air. Go ahead and mute your stream. Thank you so much. Sorry, no. I wasn't ready. Let me mute it. It's okay. It's okay. Hi, it's okay. Hi Zach. This is Val Hi. Hall. Val, good to hear from Hi, you. How you doing? Hey, Val. Oh, my God. I'm living up in the woods and uh, just trying to keep my 20-acre property insured and oh, wow. not burned down and all that in California. Oh, Wow. Gosh, uh, so are you guys? Are you guys facing like any forest fires or anything like that right now? No, it snowed and it rained and it rains every day lately with thunder showers and wow. State Farm insurance was all over my, all over me to clear and do all this stuff, and I'm just trying to plant my vegetables, and they won't sure. let me get to yeah. that, but. But they're keeping me, and I'm not sure whether to be happy or, or sad. You know what's kind of crazy? About like the insurance company. Well, you know, here's the thing. Like, down here in Florida, they are canceling people's insurance because they're telling them that it's they're it's too expensive to insure them because they live in Florida, basically. And... Some people who have gotten solar panels after they call their insurance company to tell them that, hey, you know, you're going to have to add like thirty or forty thousand dollars to my policy. They're getting canceled for that as well. And yeah. uh, and it's crazy. I mean, I was thinking, you know, what if this is like the next phase of them trying to push us out of the, uh, okay. uh, you know, the fringes it of is. America? It is, Zach. Yeah, yeah. it is. And, and I'm so glad to see Michelle and on tonight and. And I went, hi, Michelle. Hi, is that your name? Yeah. Because uh, Vector kind of messed me up in somebody else. I didn't know if it was Melissa or Michelle. It's Michelle. It's nice to talk to you. Uh, I have one. This is going to be a weird question, but how old are you, dear? <laughs> uh, 34. Okay. Well, I love that because your energy and brilliance and activation is perfect in your life and what you're doing standing up is so amazing and i have to tell you in my early 40s i stood up to fight chemtrails and geoengineering and i'm 61 now and still fighting it but One of the things that you said that made me want to call tonight was you said behind the green mask. Yeah, Rosa Corey. And that's right. And Rosa Corey was a friend of mine. Wow. wow. Really? And, and so was Deborah Tavares, who's still with us from stopthecrime.net, is a mm-hmm. friend of mine. 
And wow. Sophia Small Storm is a friend of mine. And I can call these people any day of the week on their phone and talk to them. But the main thing about you talking behind the green mask and this the whole deal, which was shady from the start for a Chinese company to come in and put a battery factory in Michigan is, is absurd. In the United States, we would have never let that happen in our whole lifetimes. And, but it's all about you and Agenda 21. Uh, behind the green mask, Rosa Quarry, everybody should watch Rosa Quarry's videos yes, yes. and learn because she was the, the best person to say it in, in 20 minutes, tell you the whole agenda. And everybody, we've been dealing with so many things, financial, they're letting in people on the borders. They're, uh, but it all goes back us. to UN, Agenda 21. Yes, all Agenda 21. And what did they try to do? They tried to call it Agenda 2030, Agenda 2050. It's UN Agenda use. 21 was the plan for the 21st century. And then 2030 is a gold stamp, and people couldn't even get that. Yes, you're the, absolutely right. The agenda right. is deep. It is. It's, um, you know, it's a snake in the grass. It's where you're not looking. And they're, they're sneaking in. They snuck into Green Charter Township, a teeny tiny township. And they don't, the thing of it is, it's decompartmentalized. They don't realize that they're pushing this agenda. But it's a, this agenda is about land use. And we all know private property is is not what the communitarianism the communitarianists want, and so the the way they're doing it is UN Agenda Twenty One, and they partnered up with the World Economic Forum in twenty nineteen. And one of the ways they did that was very sneakily with psychological terms, cogs of government. You had to take an order from a little bit higher form of government telling a local a locality how to behave and people didn't question it and uh, it's it's great that we're going back to grassroots and looking at it but everybody should know that's always the problem that some higher up cog of government is telling them what to do and the rules and everything. And they're not even real rules. Everybody has to uh, say no to all of these things. Yep, and that's really what has to happen. Um, You have to just not acquiesce. You have to say no. And I personally don't think that we can play their game and win. I think that we have to make a new game and just say, screw your game. We're going to play, we're going to make parallel institutions. And this, and that's how uh, Czech Republic or Czechoslovakia, um, they got out of communism is through creating parallel institutions in a parallel society. Eventually underground became mainstream. And so I think that's how we're going to have to fight this personally. And and I think you're exactly right. And that's by standing up and saying no. And I'm sorry, patriots, but uh, it, it's no in a lot of ways that we're all scared to do. But uh, with 
we're the most loving and God-loving people and loving humanity. We'll help our neighbors. We'll do everything. But we have to get a backbone and stand up and just say no at these little local things. Like, no. And yes. I know they have, they have all kinds of tricks. Oh, you can only speak for three minutes. Oh, we're going to arrest you and take you out. Well, the more and more of us that just right. keep standing up, uh, they're losing, actually. They're losing. Well, it's strength in and, numbers, and uh, the Great Reset has an equal and opposite reaction is the Great Awakening. So they started this. They started it uh, decades and decades ago. Yeah, <laughs> you're right. But, uh, yeah, we definitely, there's every. Every township around here um, in county, they more and more people are actually going and getting involved. So it's uh, really inspiring to see. And even myself, I've never been political. I've never been involved in any politics whatsoever. I've looked at the central planners, but, you know, it's time to stand up and do something. And the best way is local, the, you know, the people that you okay. know around you. That's right. And so I'm going to tell everybody something that Deborah Tavares taught me in everybody's town and county and city. In the paperwork of that town, county, or city, they have something called the Climate Action Plan. And it's very hidden. But you can go look it up if you go into your governmental or your local government pages and look up the climate action plan because it's in plain as day what they want to do to your town city or county yeah but nobody looks at it so it has to be looked at everybody has to look at it uh wimmer actually put out a healthy michigan climate plan so it's out in the open here in michigan like we are spearheading the globalist agenda here. <laughs> Certainly. Uh, and All none right. of well, us listen. are going to be spearheading the globalist agenda. Sorry, Zach. Go ahead. Oh, no, I was just, just going to say, Val, we've got two other people on the line. I want to make sure we get to them before we finish out. we got nine minutes left. So I wanted to say thank you for your call because it's always a pleasure to speak with you. Anything final for Michelle? Yeah, I think one of the other things she said that hit me home was all mindsets have to go. And mindset is what? Like mind control. It's like mindset. Everybody get rid of your mindset. We're in a a time where everybody has to have an open mind. Yeah, very true. Very, very true. All right. Thank you so much, Val. I appreciate you. Stay safe. All right. Love love you both. Love you too. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. All right. Caller, you're on the air. We've only got eight minutes left, so if you will, what's your question for Michelle? Hi, Zach. This is Terry. Hi, Terry. How are you? I'm not doing well right at the minute, and I'm going to take this a little off topic, but I really needed to get a hold of you. Okay. And since last Saturday, uh, there's been a lot going on around my own house. Okay. To the point where I've had people coming around my house, and 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 anyway, I've had an electrician out here for the last three or four days, putting up security lights and cameras and everything, lighting this whole block up. Okay, so everybody saw what I was doing in the neighborhood because I'm right by the security gate, 
And they're going, Terry, what the heck's going on? So I told them. And what I found out is literally from the back gate of my place, I can throw a rock and hit. I've got all screen captures. I've been screen capturing everything. This just all came up. Um, The Office of Refugee Resettlement, the ORR, has an encampment literally right across. No, wait a minute. It gets worse. Literally, it's right across the street from me. I can throw a rock and hit the sign. Um, and then I, and then another friend of mine called me and she goes, well, that's weird because she, there are literally, there are seven registered pedophiles on the lot next door. Oh my God. And there are 11 in total, 11 registered pedophiles in this, like not even quarter mile. I mean, 16, I mean, this two block, one block radius, there are 11 registered pedophiles. Seven of them are registered to one address directly next door to this child resettlement. Oh my God. We are going out we are going out in the morning and we're gonna videotape um everything we can and I was gonna try to get a hold of you so you could at least contact me so I can send you all these screen captures and everything that I've got. Yes, um, yes. And you know you know what else okay. I would suggest? I, I, I would suggest printing off all of the information for those pedophiles that are living in the neighborhood and like okay. make enough copy, make enough copies to to go to every person's house and let them know, you know, like, hey, just be aware that these these guys are congregating here, and so that they can keep their eyes out because obviously that's a huge. I mean, it's bad enough that you've got migrant children living in your backyard, but I mean to have them placed so near to pedophiles, I mean, it's like they're just asking well, for a, a recipe for disaster. This migrant place is a is like one block by one block. Wow. It's not just an apartment. It's huge. Wow. I didn't even know what was going on. Except I just knew I had people coming around and in my yard and on my deck and everything, you know, that my neighbors would drive through and they were like, some, there's, there's two guys that are on your deck right now. And I'm like, what? And these are, so, these are people working for the facility or these are people living at the facility? I, I don't, I, no, I don't know. I don't know oh, who's God. coming in oh, and coming into my yard. Oh, it's yeah, very that's not scary. Cool. My, gun, yeah. my gun's now on my nightstand. It's not in the nightstand. It's on the nightstand. It's, it's definitely so, a good I mean, idea. I, I, I'm petrified, so I called I call security. I mean, a guy out here, my electrician, I'm mm-hmm. putting lights up and cameras up everywhere around my house. That's Just, a good I mean, idea. I've, I've got 300 watts on every corner. That's so, a really, really good idea. Is, I need to get a hold of somebody that I can pass these this video and these stuff onto i've got screen captures like i said of all this stuff please and definitely just now came up within the last couple of hours so wow, it's crazy yeah um, yeah e- email so, me at my proton so it's redpill78 at protonmail.com okay. yeah redpill78 at protonmail.com yeah send an e- email there and i'll i'll look into it and i'll see what i can what i can do to help and certainly i'll talk about it on okay, the air but if nothing else the rest of us need to find out about these offices. Let me read the sign to you. It yeah. says Southwest Key Programs welcomes the opportunity to share our important work with you. For the safety and well-being of the youth in our care, um, you must be approved by the Office of Refugees Resettlement and must be conducted in accordance with Southwest Key and ORR policies and procedures. And, you know, I live in Phoenix, so they're coming in like crazy here. Oh, I and bet. then it says okay. visit visit www.acf.hhs.gov 
for more information or contact ucrequest at acf.hhs.gov to request a tour. And like I said, okay. the disturbing part is literally the building adjacent to us, an apartment complex, seven mm-hmm. registered pedophiles in that one building. Good God. And, wow. And it's mm-hmm. not a big building. It's a small apartment complex. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Well, I'm so, so sorry. That's awful. That's I mean, I, my heart goes out to you. I, I can only imagine being, you know, a resident of any of those states down there on the southern border. It's got to be hell right now. Well, my my concern is more of the children. What the hell is going on? Oh, of Excuse course. my language. But what, what's yeah, going no, no, you're on? fine. You're fine. I mean, this is I, this is this is a curse worthy issue if there ever was one. So. Okay, All right. Well, so yeah, I, am, t- I will. I will send you on Proton. I will send you um, the screen captures I have. Okay. Um, and then I will, and then we are, my girlfriend and I are going out and we're going to videotape the whole okay. scene tomorrow. At first thing right. in the morning. Be so careful. Be careful. Yeah. Be careful. Yeah. 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 I right. just wanted to get that out to you and I wanted to make sure that you're, you know, look for my email. Absolutely. Because I'm going to, I'm going to get that. Yeah. Okay. All right. I will. Will do. Thank you, Terry. Be okay. safe. Yeah. Be safe. Okay. Yep. We'll see you. Okay. Bye-bye. All right. Uh, final caller of the night. Looks like another Michigan resident. Caller, you're on the air. Can we get your name? Good evening, Michelle. Good evening, Zach. This is Sterling Cannabis. Sterling mm-hmm. Cannabis. The man, the myth, the Good legend. Well, welcome, welcome. <laughs> Hardly. But I do enjoy talking with you, Zach, and you have some wonderful guests on from Michigan frequently. So Absolutely. I really love that. Yeah, I well, I, um, I love being able to support the old stomping grounds. So glad to have you here. But yeah, so uh, Sterling, what 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 do you know about the uh, the Goshen Battery Factory? Are you uh, aware of what's happening there uh, on the, it, in West well, Michigan? It would be about an hour and fifteen, hour and twenty minute drive from where I'm at. Okay, um, I'd have to go a little bit south, and then west on fifty five, and then south on one thirty one, and I'd be right there. But so I I have a little bit, but something I did, Michelle, I'm sorry. I did not see the beginning of your show, but I work at a party store on Higgins Lake. And today was a little bit of a slam at the store. Uh, that's why I said it had been a long day um, earlier. But at any rate, you mentioned something when you were talking to Val a couple minutes ago about you said i mean the batteries are horrible no question about it we don't want the chinese in here running anything um but what i am a little bit want to get at is what you said what are other things that we can do in a different direction and something that came across me in videos Oh, a week and a half, maybe two weeks ago, was where Tesla had made an announcement that they are going into uh, hydrogen fuel cell engines Mm -hmm. and doing a lot of research on that. And then I started looking at that a little bit more and noticed that Toyota is fairly well into this and from some... I didn't find anything really solid. I think there's probably more solid stuff out there because I didn't look real hard. But I think Toyota has made some big advances in the fuel cell engine field. 
And if yeah, we I, can get that to work, I think they've. I think they've actually. Um, like they they they've basically ab- abandoned the idea of traditional electric vehicles, and that's what they're focusing on is the hydrogen fuel cell. But I mean, the the, the only problem with that, I mean, th- those are slightly more efficient than e- electric vehicles. Um, you're going to get a little bit more range, like from like a tank of pressurized hydrogen. But I mean, <laughs> the problem but remains. You can, but you that, can set up gas stations and well, fill it up in five minutes, just like a gas uh, fuel. You, you, you can, you can, but what I was going to say is that the problem is that the infrastructure doesn't exist yet. In certain places in California, you can drive a hydrogen-powered car pretty easily. There's a couple of commercial ones that are on the market already, but it's you know it's the building of the infrastructure. I mean, think about how long ago they first introduced uh, uh, electric electric filling stations or electric uh, uh, hookups for cars. I mean, that was like two decades ago, and here we are, and you still we can't. We just got dr- our first one in Grayling <laughs> opened up about a month ago. Yeah, yeah, you know, so like, good luck traveling across the country if you have an electric vehicle. And uh, you know, let's say best case scenario, there are enough filling stations from New York to San Francisco, you know, if somebody else is also charging at the same time, then you have to wait for them. And then you have to, you know, so when you, generally you're going to be there a couple of hours. So my, my problem with hydrogen is the lack of infrastructure. Um, and then also the fact that hydrogen is produced using electricity, <laughs> which is going to be produced from fossil fuels. <laughs> so it's all like a net negative, you know? <laughs> well, there, there is some room to move with the hydrogen, though. There is, and there is. That, Nothing's not, perfect. Not that, I've, not that I've actually seen this, but there's some inklings. And I think that the Toyota system is yep. something like a closed-loop system where as it burns the hydrogen and creates water, it hydrolyzes the water and creates more hydrogen. No, that, see, that's brilliant. I mean, if, if they've done that, then yeah, that would be that would be the way to go. I'd be behind that 100%. I, mean, I, 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 I don't have any hard soup on that, but there, I've seen some inklings in that direction. I have too. I've seen inklings. I haven't looked into it much, but there's definitely, you know, we don't know what we don't know, right? There are definitely mm-hmm. things exactly. out there that uh, would be way better than what they're trying to do with these electric vehicles. But, you know, it's not really about it's about control. So electric is easy to control remotely. If, and if they get that closed loop system developed, just think about it. You could put it on any home to run the electric in your home. Oh, sure. Well, but, you know, then we run into the problem of, uh, uh, I mean, they're, they're not creating customers. The power they're, they're... companies out of business. That's exactly it. Yes, yes. So from what I can tell, the the the, the Toyota Mirai, which is the hydrogen-powered vehicle that's available in California, that runs on uh, its compressed hydrogen. So it would be like uh, liquid hydrogen, basically. Um, yep. So it's not closed loop yet that's available for commercial uh, uh, um, services. But uh, the the EU, the European Space Agency, back in 2013 did demonstrate a closed loop uh, H2O2 fuel cell system. Um, so, so the technology exists. It's out there. I, I would be real surprised if they hadn't already perfected it and they weren't able to put it into a vehicle. Um, but th- th- then the question becomes, will they ever allow something like that to exist for commercial use? Well, 
if anybody's going to do it, Toyota's the company that's able to do it. Yeah, yeah. We'll have to keep our eye on it. All right, so there is a Toyota Hilux. worth watching. Yeah, I think so, too. Tesla's moving into that direction, too. I don't know how hard, but they have made announcements that they are moving in that direction. I mean, I, I, I follow this stuff pretty closely. I mean, I, I like new technology. I like new energy technologies. I mean, it's something that I've been, you know, kind of fascinated with for a long time. Uh, the, uh, the, the sort of bleeding edge, uh, zero, uh, um, you know, input stuff. I mean, uh, th- that would be awesome. That would be so cool if we could create a self-sustaining energetic system that, you know, once it was, uh, in power, it didn't need to take any load from anywhere else. But, yeah, I just I, I'm I'm skeptical as to whether or not they'll ever allow it. I mean, at this point, honestly, guys, you know, I mean, we're supposed to be in um, flying cars that uh, you know, <laughs> like the the DeLorean. That's, what, that's it, what they were telling me when I was a five year old. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, they were telling me that when I was a five year old too. You know, but we're still getting uh, twenty five miles to the gallon at best. When it comes to regular old gasoline, I don't know either way, but you know, it's all cool stuff. I like, I like, uh, I, I like following it. I just always like to play devil's advocate because I'm, I've seen uh, too much. I got many, one little of kind of off the cuff question for each of you. Okay. Zach, did you ever get that book and read it? The Stanford Oshinsky book? No, no. I, I actually found the PDF online, but tell me again because I need to search my computer for it. Stanford. Oshinsky. Um, yes. And the, the title of the book is The Man Who Saw Tomorrow. But there's man. hundreds of books that are The Man Who Saw Tomorrow. Okay. Uh, you know, um, and Michelle, one question for you, really kind of just out in space. One L or two L's? Two. Very good. <laughs> That's the same way my daughter spells hers. And you're real close in age. We're the normal ones. <laughs> Yep, I like it. <laughs> Good stuff. All right. Well, listen, uh, we are at the end of the program, so thank you very much, Sterling. I appreciate you, brother, and uh, thank, thank you, you for Zach. the thought-provoking topics. Love you too, brother. We'll see you soon. Thank you. It was good talking to you. Have a great night. All right. Uh, final thank yous over here on the Foxhole. Sean Joe and Slug Trail both just dropped some cookies. Let me just... Check and make sure that I'm not missing anything over on Ko-Fi. And no, nothing over there. And then also nothing on Cash App. Okay, awesome. Michelle, at the end of the program, I always like to ask my guests, what would you have for final thoughts? What do you really want the audience to take away from tonight's conversation? Um, I would like if you would look into your own local government and um, look into their master plan and see what they have lying in the darkness because this is in every state uh really every country but um goshen is a symptom of big business and big government we didn't have a say and uh that's not how that's not the american way so look into your own local government get involved uh know what's going on because it's everywhere and we can stop this but first step is awareness all right. Amen. Michelle, stay in touch. I'd like to know if you guys are successful in uh, stopping the groundbreaking from taking place. 
and obviously, we got to put pressure on our uh, our representatives and our senators. You know, I mean, like the people that are elected to represent the will of the people that they seem to always forget and neglect when it comes down to it. So, uh, thank you very much, Michelle, for being here once again, guys. You can follow Michelle on her YouTube channel, Michigan Muckraker. The link is in the description, but you can search Michigan Muckraker, and it'll take you right to her. Do you have any other social media that that you want to give out to the audience? Um, Twitter at MI Muckraker. Uh, and if you want to email me, Michelle at MichiganMuckraker.com. And thank okay. you so much for having me on, Zach. I appreciate it. Awesome. It was my pleasure. Thank you for being here. Thank you to everybody out there in the audience. I hope thank that you, you have a safe and happy Memorial Day. And uh, until, well, gosh, I guess I will be back Monday. No rest for the wicked. I've got my <laughs> Badlands shows and then I'll probably just end up doing my show too. So we'll see you then. Good luck. God bless. Thanks again, Michelle. Thank you. God bless. When it comes to stubborn belly fat, we're all searching for a miracle pill. Generally, you have to use multiple products that target belly fat differently to manage excess weight around the stomach. Some products may focus on abdominal exercises or dietary changes, while others might focus on boosting metabolism or controlling cravings. But believe it or not, I may have found a solution that removes the need for juggling through multiple weight management products. It's called Belly Trim, and it's more effective at targeting belly fat, enhancing metabolism, and promoting a toned midsection better than most weight management products I've seen typically found on store shelves. Tens of thousands of five-star reviews back up the notion that Belly Trim is not only a breakthrough in a bottle, but that it also removes the need for us to use countless diet pills and fat-burning supplements. But there's more. If you place your order for Belly Trim now, you'll also receive 51% off free VIP live health and fitness coaching for life, two free new ebooks titled Top 10 Foods That Burn Belly Fat, and Top 10 Exercises to Reduce Belly Fat, a 60-day satisfaction guarantee, and last but not least, free shipping. Simply go to www.trimwithus.com. That's www.trimwithus.com to take advantage of this limited-time deal before they sell out. Once again, that's www.trimwithus.com. Order now. Energy bills are rising at a historic rate, and there's no end in sight. Talk to enough people, and you'll soon realize nearly everyone's shocked at their recent electricity bills. Some studies reveal energy costs have skyrocketed by as high as 60% in as little as two years. That's why tens of thousands are installing this magical little device from SavePowerBills.com to help slash their energy bills. This sophisticated gadget stabilizes electrical currents, reduces dirty electricity, and helps protect your appliances and electronics. Simply plug it into your home's wall outlet to help lower energy consumption and ultimately help reduce your power bills every month. Countless five-star reviews back up the notion that this device is one of the most efficient ways to save money while beating the greedy power companies. But there's more. If you order now, you'll also receive 65% off, fast shipping within the USA, hassle-free returns, and last but not least, a 60-day satisfaction guarantee. Just go to SavePowerBills.com to take advantage of this limited-time deal before they sell out. Once again, that's SavePowerBills.com. 
violent crime across the U.S. has skyrocketed. Just recently, a politician was carjacked by three armed attackers outside his home in Washington, D.C. This comes several months after another politician was assaulted in the elevator of her building. Between mass shootings, kidnappings, burglaries, and carjackings, it's never been more vital to learn how to protect yourself. This is why tens of thousands are choosing the Fighter Flare Flashlight. The Fighter Flare Flashlight has awed people with a wonderful design and massive light output. On top of an ultra-bright 800-lumen light, it boasts powerful strobe lighting modes for self-defense, a glass-breaking hammer, a built-in power bank, solar-powered recharging, rope cutter, siren, and much more. Countless five-star reviews back up the notion that this flashlight is the latest and greatest in the EDC market. But there's more. If you place your order for the Fighter Flare flashlight now, you'll also receive 66% off, free express shipping, and last but not least, a 100% lifetime guaranteed replacement. Simply go to www.fighterflare.com to take advantage of this limited-time deal before they sell out. www.fighterflare.com. Order now.